You're listening to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHB Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Here are the hosts of the show, Jason and Mo. All right, welcome back to the Straight Shooting Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Great to have you all with us again. I've got uh, Muzz and I've got Justin with us again as part of the show. Guys, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Yes, g'day, Jason. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again on the Straight Shooting Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, good stuff, guys. Okay, first off, let's talk about where you normally get into. Actually, we haven't been hunting, have we? We haven't done anything. I've got a hunting trip coming up in uh, June for the June long weekend. That's going to be quite exciting. And also mentioned, too, we're actually trying to organise at some stage towards the end of the year. We're thinking October. Is, there, is, it the, is that the Queen's birthday in October? Is it? I think it is. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Queen's no? birthday no? is uh, June. Says <laughs> much I know. June long weekend, Jason. June long weekend. Okay, what's the what's the long weekend in October? Does oh, anyone know? Justin, you know it? what it is? The long weekend in October? No, it'll be on my phone. Labor Day. Labor Day. Who knows? Yeah. We're going to be going. Bank holiday. We're going to be trying getting a, uh, a meet-up in. State Forest Hunt. Hopefully this year we're going to mm. try and do it down south. It's going to be sort of very limited to a certain amount of people, probably about, you know, uh, 10, would say, how many, 10 miles you reckon? Well, or? okay, well, well, let's leave it open for now, but we'll yep. see how many, yeah. See yep. many, yeah. And then we're trying going to do a north one next year uh, as well in 2018. So if you want to be a part of that, let us know on the Facebook page. Keep an eye out on the Facebook page. That'd be awesome. Of course, you can go to the to the website, australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. And if, as I said, guys, last time, if you are on PayPal, uh, as a donator, then switch over to patreon.com forward slash AHP. Uh, you'll be able to get the podcast in advance to anyone else and a few extra small features there. So if you want to support the show, uh, please do that. That would be absolutely awesome. So we'll get straight into the iTunes comments. Now, I'm not sure if I read Sean's last time because I know we put the podcast out on April 29th. So Sean said on April 23rd, absolutely best class. If you're not subscribed, you are missing out. Well done, Jason and Muzza. So well done, Jason and Muzza. Ain't bad either. Keep up the great work. <laughs> so he reckons you're not. He reckons I'm all right, but you're not too bad. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Keep listening. So uh, now we'll jump over to the Facebook comments. All right, guys, we've got the first one from uh, Cameron. He goes, hi, guys, really like the show. It's really opened my eyes to gun politics and politics in general. I just listened to your Straight Shooting podcast. This is a segment on your show about guilty by association. This must have been a previous podcast. Mm. Uh, and it really hit home with the new laws they are trying to push here in South Australia. In a nutshell, if your mate gets done for incorrect storage and you know to be associated, they will fine you if you haven't dobbed them in, which I think is a bit full on. Once again, brilliant show. Keep up the good work. Well, I don't know if that's exact. I don't know if that's happening. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but that'd be I quite think, disturbing if I that happened. I think that's a proposal that is trying to be fought in South Australia. And it doesn't surprise me in the slightest, and it's one step along the path towards papers, please, a complete police state. Yeah. Cameron, uh, thank you very much for your uh, message, mate. Yeah, look, uh, I'm not really well-versed on the rules in South Australia, but it would not surprise me one little bit. Um, it's more draconian measures. We just need to step up as people. And this is the thing, Jason, you know, people keep blaming the politicians. The politicians are only a reflection of the people. Exactly. They are only a reflection of the people. If you are crook uh, politicians, it's because the people uh, are not really uh, up to speed with the issues and they don't understand what's going on. And, and they keep they want, voting for the same idiots. They keep voting for the same people. You've got, you've got to get them out of there. I mean, like, I, I have no idea how 
South Australia, for example, got stuck with that bloke, Jay Weatherall. I mean, you guys won't be able to turn the lights on soon with this guy. So it's <laughs> up to you guys to get him out. Uh, renewables. Anyway, let's not get yeah. on that. Okay, Simon says, mate, something for discussion on straight shooting. I just registered a new rifle. Not sure about other states, but in, again, South Australia, it's done at the police station. Why do they trust licensed firearm owners to randomly walk into a police station with a gun, but then push for all stupid restrictions and laws we have to deal with? Seems ridiculous uh, to me. We are either trustworthy and we should be left alone or we are not. He said, abolish rego, abolish categories, allow suppressors, allow public land hunting, allow self-defence, allow airsoft. Well done, Jason Muzz. Oh, Justin even got a mention too. Awesome. There you go. Oh, it's nice to hear. Fun. There you go. So, nice to hear from you, mate. Yeah, absolutely Simon. agree. Simon, I absolutely agree with you 100%. It is a farce. It's a complete farce. Um, the, the police treat you like a dolt. Uh, not an adult, like a dolt, I should say. And uh, they just expect you to fire total line. Um, I may as well introduce this now. I saw a great reply to the Lint Cafe coroner's report, and it basically said that the report from the Lint Cafe coroner was not given to the people of New South Wales. It was given to the government. And in the government's eyes, this was basically a prison riot where one inmate attacked a group of other inmates and killed one of them. When the prison authorities responded, the attacker was shot as well as another casualty as well. Man Monos was out on bail because the government, in the government's eyes, him and us are the same. Yep. And that's why you're confused yep. about these regulations. They don't make sense. It's nonsensical. Do they trust us or not? No, they do not trust us. No. We are prisoners in a nice, very well-gilded open-air prison and there's other kind of prisoners walking around and they do not care about our self-defence. They do not want us to have firearms, and they have a long 10-year plan, like a chess game all mapped out, to take them off us. It's that simple. And we either step up and do what we need to, or we're going to lose them all. The government treats everyone the same. I mean, you could be Man Monas, or you could be Joe Blow down the street. They treat you uh, everyone the same, and, and uh, in the eyes of the law. So, you know, and a good example of that, you've just recently seen Jason, um, just to be off topic a little bit, how... Pauline Hansen was um, questioning the head of Asia. Yes. Yeah. So, and you see his replies to her, it's absolutely pathetic. Mm. I mean, a lot of people are out there going, oh, they, you know, handed the, you know, you Pauline know, like, Hansen like, had her ass handed to her and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> you should have read the, you know, media. It's nonsense. I mean, when she asked him the question, the only thing you could say was that, oh, yeah, we've got one right wing extremist. Yeah. <laughs> you Did, know, out we, of the 13. We haven't really seen that occurring in Australia. <laughs> Did, yeah. Didn't he also say there was no evidence? of any links between immigration yeah. and terrorism. It's like, the same thing. There's no evidence yeah. that the firearms registry has been breached. Well, there wouldn't be any mm. evidence that it's been breached. Somebody's just printed it off and taken it home. The fact yeah. that there's no evidence to you doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Yeah, correct. Correct. All right, next one from Daniel. Hey, guys, just listened to your last straight shooting show and wanted to let you know that I really enjoyed it. You covered lots of topics and didn't get just bogged down with the political stuff. I like the fact you focused on the hunting experience and uh, some equipment advice. Myopter is also a brand I would have included in the scope, but though, well, that's another good brand, Mars. We didn't, yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about specific brands, I guess, just what we had on hand, but yep, absolutely. There's a lot of different brands Thanks very out much. there. Thanks very much um, for your email, mate. Hang on, but he also says, but I think it's important as it keeps the focus positive and we are all hunters and shooters and this is what we like. Shooters by choice and political activists, if you want to call it by circumstance. Keep the political info coming, that is important, but I'm glad that you keep the tone to be somewhat moderate or adult. There are a lot of older listeners and just listeners who are more socially reserved that will agree and vote 
but don't need the dramatic carry-on. There is another... I, won't, I actually won't read that last part because it's probably unrelated to the show. But he says, anyway, keep up the good work. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Daniel, very much. Yeah, no, we, we, we tried to do something different, you know, um, put some different content in there regarding hunting. And uh, we'll try and do that a lot more in the future too, by the way. Uh, I hope you, I'm glad that you enjoy the political content. Unfortunately, it's a fact of life. The politics will not ignore us. We can ignore it, mm-hmm. but it will not ignore us. That's the fact. And we all need to step up on our political knowledge, um, political activism, uh, to be honest. Uh, we need to try and take back control of our country. And I really do mean that. We need to talk, try and take back control of our country. We've lost control. I mean, it, any look at the example for you know just something non-gun related. Peter Dutton, he is the Minister of Immigration. He is the guy in charge. Okay, do you think he's in charge? No. You've got this... Uh, administrative administrative tribunal that keep overruling all these decisions. 4,000 of them, in fact. So who's running the country? And this is just one small example of how we've really lost control of our our country and all these branches are stacked with uh, uh, Labor-like, Greens-like people because Labor are very good. And this is my biggest criticism of the Liberals. They really don't clean up the House once they get in. Labor are very good at stacking all the bureaucracy with all their people. Right? So... So any kind of uh, bureaucrat that's got you know a fair amount of power behind him, you know he's essentially a de- uh, a de facto prime minister, or you know a de facto uh, minister of immigration or a minister of foreign affairs, whatever. And, that, and that's the sad thing about it. And so this is what we need to do. We need to, all, all of us need to be politically active and uh, put people in charge that are going to try and turn this ship around. Mm. All right, another one. I won't read this whole one because it's quite long. It's from Nicholas. Hey, Jason, just wanted to say that I've been a listener to the podcast for two years or so and love what you are doing and the efforts you are making for us law-abiding firearms. And it's great stuff, mate. Keep up the good work. Um, and then he just says the same thing at the end. Thanks for the work, mate. Keep it up and cheers for reading. Thanks, Nick. So he did give me a story, but probably a bit long to actually discuss on the show. So I guess, Nicholas, mate, thanks for that email. That's uh, really appreciated. All right, I've got another one from a different uh, Daniel this time. Daniel, uh, he goes, hi, mate, love your show. Got introduced to the podcast. Found your show a little over a week ago and have managed to crunch out 40 episodes. Wow. He's a tank, Binge, 40 episodes. Binging, that's great to hear. Binging. Yeah, on, my, straight shooting ep- <laughs> my straight shooting episode would be as a Queenslander who would love to vote for uh, – who sorry? Who would I vote for in the up and coming election to get sport of recreational duck hunting ban lifted? I do know that is under a year away. Or is there anything else I can do in the meantime to try and bring it back? Just a side note: myself and family members drive about eighteen hours to go to hunt ducks on the rice every year, as my father and his father were rice farmers for years down in the Riverina. Well, I know that very much because I'm a big fan of going down to the Riverina. And he said, "We know firsthand how much damage they cause. Hopefully, you can shed some light on this issue." Uh, and you're more than welcome to give me a call. If not, please cut the good work. I look forward to listening to you uh, past and in future podcasts. So that's good, man. Yeah, I'm a, as you know, I'm a very avid duck hunter. I like bird shooting. probably one of my favorites. Well, I'm getting a bit of addicted to deer, but again, totally different ball game, really. I think, um, uh, you know, sometimes the, the higher volume of duck shooting I do enjoy. You know, sometimes, as you know, Mars, we can go away, don't we, for about yep. you know, four or five days and We've done that three or four, five, six times over the years. And we've not, not got nothing or we've got some yep. goats or some rabbits. And, uh, yeah, it just depends on which you like hunting. But, yeah, absolutely, mate. I love that as well. So thanks for your email. And, yeah, hopefully, you know, if you want, you're down you know, near the Hay area in the Riverina, give us a buzz and we can, you know, have a, have a chat and maybe go for a shoot one down the duck. So thanks very much. Yeah, Jason, I just wanted to comment. Um, he was asking about who to vote for. 
Yeah, at the yeah. election. Sorry, at the election. Yep, yeah. You're right. Yep. Now that's a very difficult one. Um, what do you reckon, Justin? In Queensland, that is a, a real difficult mixed bag. I'll be honest with you, because there's really only three, pro, uh, sorry, four pro-gun parties to vote for. Uh, some are fairly pro-gun. The other ones, I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not so sure. But you've got Shooters and Fishers and Farmers Party. Mm-hmm. You've got Liberal Democrats. You've got One Nation and mm-hmm. Catters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Before I go on, I did so, interview the guy yesterday, but this probably sh- air show will go to air before that. So I did interview the uh, Clem Wheatley from the SFP Queensland right, last, right. yesterday, okay, so yep. the people will get that. At the moment, they're not registered. LDP's not even registered yet, mm. so it's going to be very interesting. Yes, yes, that Catter, yep. hopefully they can get registered, and hopefully, so, but again, we're not going to know until they actually formally yep. get registered. Can I, can I just uh, jump yep. in here? Oh, yep. I, no, I, I love the question. Really appreciate it. Thank you. My My recommendation would be, the fact that you've asked who do I vote for indicates somewhat of a lack of understanding of how the Australian voting system works. You've got the option of voting for a group of people, and it's just a matter of ranking your preferences. So as Mario said, there's a pool of pro-gun parties. Hopefully all of them will be registered by the time the election comes around, and you can then number them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, in whatever, in your order of preference. Please do that. Understand pro-gun parties need to be your preference below the line, numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, whatever. And then you can vote for, if you used to vote for a major party, Mm. or if you still want to include them, if you want to give them a a, a chance, you can put them the next next preference Mm. and then go through and just number all of the boxes and put... Labor, the Greens, Liberals last. If you, that's, that's but what about if you're in New South Wales, for an example, and you could have up to 80, 90, 100 yeah. people below the it, line? A lot does, of people stuff that up. Yeah, it, it does take a few extra minutes. Um, I'm going to be educating people heavily over the next 18 months on how to understand this. There's videos on YouTube to educate yourself on how to do it. It does take a few extra minutes. You can take paper into the voting booth to help you number it. But understanding how the voting system works is important. Um, you can then vote for the for, for a pool of people, CATA, One Nation, LDP, SFP, who, however you want to structure that. It's also important to educate your friends and family that voting above the line is an easy way for the majors to steal your vote and you don't have any control over how those preferences work. If you vote above the line, you could be accidentally voting against your own interests. Mm. So talking to people about that is important, helping them understand how the voting system works. And it's it's basically rigged against common sense in order to take advantage of people being lazy and not really understanding how it works. That's why we're in such a pickle, as mm. Mario's alluded to earlier, because people haven't put in the effort to understand the consequences of their vote above the line. So that... That's one plank. The second thing is you talked about duck shooting, um, duck hunt, uh, duck farming or rice farming in the family. Yeah. If you've got any connections or anything like that in Queensland, talk to rice farmers, talk to other duck hunters, and see if you can get some groups talking to each other to build momentum. Get a few people together, go and see your local member, and just put the case to it. Look, we're driving eighteen hours. We're spending a thousand, two thousand dollars in Victoria or New South Wales instead of spending it here. Queensland missing out on all of this money. Our farmers are suffering. All that has to be done is bring back duck season. Victorian experience proves it's done responsibly. There's yeah. all of these uh, research that shows it's humane. The benefits go from there. Yeah, look, Justin, I, I 100% agree with you. And uh, I've never never actually seen a Queensland uh, voting paper. So I know they don't have the upper house mm. up there. They don't have a Senate. So now... 
All right. Who do you vote for? Well, we're not going to tell you who to vote for. We're not going to endorse any one particular party. Mm-hmm. However, um, my use, my method is usually, if, for example, you guys are just voting for um, the lower house. Now, it depends which electorate you're in. Uh, I would do some research about your electorate, um, who is the current member. Because uh, don't forget, you how, have lower house, or you don't have an upper house, so it's really who's no, going to be running in your local area. That's really. right, who's yeah. going to be running in your local area, more or less. Uh, but I would uh, do some research about your own electorate and find out who is uh, your current member, find out how much uh, did they win by last time, find out if it's a safe Labor or Liberal seat mm-hmm. or what's the percentages, and then find out who is their most likely challenger. Mm-hmm. So that's they're the things you need to really look at. And if you plan to vote for someone who is not their most likely challenger, then find out who is that person going to uh, put their preference towards. So that's very important. So it is quite a lot of education that we must put ourselves through to make sure we get the best bang for your buck, if you will, mm. out you, of your vote. Can I ask one thing? Do you guys have a problem when you've got your pro-gun parties saying, um, you know, preferencing liberals and those sort of things first? Does that bother you or that's just part of the business to get elected? What do you guys think? Personally, it doesn't bother me because I've never voted above the line. So I control my own preferences. Um, I yeah, good point. My, and, and it's but tricky even for knowing me. that, even knowing yeah. that. Um, it's, it's tricky for me because I'm not a politician. So I'm not. Uh, is it okay to do tarnished. what needs to be done to yeah, get elected? That's, that, that's, well, that's, that, that's really an issue that each voter has to wrestle with themselves. We're never going to get any change unless we get elected. Yeah. However,. Um, the, the the important thing is for each party member to be in control of their own decisions and know where the grey area is and know when they're running out, you know, stepping into the dark side. Um, I, I personally don't really have an issue with it because that's part of the game of politics. You've got to play the rules. But for some people, they and I recommend to everybody, voting below the line means you control your preferences and that yeah. avoids that yeah. issue. But yep. you know, this is just an example for you know for a moment. I'm not endorsing any one particular party, but I'm just saying this as an example. Right now, we've got a couple of catterboys in Queensland, right? That are representing. We've also got a very strong, strong polling from Pauline Hanson, mm-hmm. uh, One Nation in Queensland. So, for example, if your electorate is swinging towards the catters or Pauline Hanson, uh, then you know you might want to put your uh, weight behind them and give them a bit of a boost. But if your you know, electorate is swinging towards someone else, well, then what you want to do is find out who you want to support and then find out where their preferences are going to go towards. Mm. So that that's basically what it comes down to. I mean, um, we really need to get more bums on seats in order to you know, mm. protect what we have. So it's up to you guys to educate yourself about your own electorate and to basically, once you've pretty much nailed down what is the best pro-gun vote, pro-freedom vote, that you can think of, spread that word around any, you might all, have, the, all the people you know around your electorate. You might have no one in your area that's pro-guns, so then you've got to make a decision. Then on the other hand, yeah. you could have three parties you might have, or four, let's say you have They're four. Correct. You've got SFP, if they get registered, LDP, if they get registered, yep. One Nation and Bob Catter. So then it's up, obviously up to you which ones you label one, two, three, and four to your particular preference. But also, Jason, what you've got to look at too, if you've got no one in your area that's pro-gun, um, or there usually is someone, I mean, to be honest, there usually is an LDP not or in a Cata, well, not in, well, <laughs> okay. well, they, well the, I, I've found that in my electorate and in others I've seen there is usually someone. But even if there isn't, um, you guys need to just basically uh, rally yourselves at a ground level and find out, you know, people around your electorate who are pro-gun and spread the word on, on to who you would like to vote or at least lobby 
the person who's the incumbent, which is could be Labor or Liberal, and lobby them and say, listen, we want more pro-gun uh, policies put forward, otherwise you won't get our vote. So that's the other way you can do it. It's it's not easy. Uh, it requires a lot of legwork and, and, and always, research. Always tell the incumbent you're always you you vote for them because if you tell them you don't vote for them, they're just going to disregard you anyway. Yeah, I voted for right, you last right. time, but yeah. I'm not going to vote for you, you unless you do what I want. Good <laughs> point. Exactly. Good point. You've don't tell them. Don't, don't tell them. Don't tell them that you don't yeah. tell them that you don't vote for well, them. I've voted Liberal for the last ten years. If yeah. you do this, I'm not going to be voting for you. Exactly. Again. And I'm going to tell all my family Offending. not to. Exactly. And my friends. Even if you can't stand their party, just tell them, listen, I've, I've been voting yep. for you for years, but if you go ahead with this, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm out. It's the final straw. Yep. It's like playing chess. There's rules to playing chess and there's Correct. rules to playing politics. And if we want to get anywhere, we've got to start playing by the rules of politics. Exactly. All right. This is another one from Shane. Hi, Jason. I've only just uh, re- only just realized over the last few weeks that I can listen to your podcast through my car BT system. So I guess it's Bluetooth. <laughs> I've really been giving them a hammering. Well done, mate. And they are very enjoyable. Keep up the great work. That one was from Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thanks for listening, mate. Keep listening. Looking for a big weekend? Australia's biggest sports shooting and outdoor event, the SSAA Shot Expo, is now even bigger. With hunting gear and outdoor equipment from the world's biggest names, plus demonstrations, talks, and entertainment for the whole family. Over 120 displays, one location. The SSAA Shot Expo, RNA Showgrounds, Brisbane, August 26th and 27th. Book online or pay on the day. Visit shotexpo.com.au for sponsors and the full program. Looking for outdoor equipment for your next adventure? At Aussie Outdoor Gear, you can find cooking equipment, camo clothing for kids, backpacks, camo accessories and much more. We cater for your hunting, fishing, camping, hiking and other outdoor pursuits with our unique product range. AussieOutdoorGear.com.au Quality gear at affordable prices. All right, another one from uh, Steve. He says, hi, Jason. I got onto your podcast late November 2016 and I've just about gone through all of them. Wow. wow that's a lot of, lot of shows impressive. in about four, five, five months. Another binger. Good <laughs> stuff, mate. I had in the past written to ministers and would like to uh, link to the templates and addresses of ministers and mentioned in your AHP. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's the episodes. I really enjoy your podcast and have spread the word. Mate, I know I've got your email here, so I'm going to send you out some today. But again, you need to know who in your area. It's easy to find information online about their addresses. Justin probably knows more about this. Um, You know, you obviously got to find out who your police ministers are, who your premiers are, who your local members are, and then find their addresses. They generally don't change. Uh, I have some templates, so if you want them, you can. You know, I am going to send you an email. I know I've been a bit slack on that, but I have had a lot of emails come in. So, mate, anything you want to add to that one? Yeah, there's. You can look up any politicians' details on your state or federal website if you just type in um, who, "Who is my local member" into yeah. Google. It'll it'll help you find their way. If you need any help at all, let me know, Justin Luke Author at gmail dot com. I can help you out as well. And uh, and good luck. Yeah, th- thanks for taking the initiative and writing in. Uh, up until now, I'd be interested to see what response you have gotten. Mm. I mean, Ooh. a simple Google search into, um, okay, who, local member for insert suburb here. Yeah. So, you know, local member for, for example, uh, Black I mean, Town. You know, local premiers, yeah. police ministers, prime minister, federal level. It's Correct. pretty, it's not, you yeah. know, like overboard mm. to know which ones they are. Once you have their address, generally they won't change unless they've been elected out of and parliament. I find, I, find <laughs> it, I find that the government uh, websites are, are quite good in terms of correspondence. So once you find out who it is, it's just uh, sending the, that member a message just one click away to send mm. them an email. So I find that 
pretty good. And also they've got their phone numbers on there. So if you want to give them a call as well, you can give them a call. But, but make sure, you know, remember to be polite and courteous. So you know, t- tell them what you want. Tell them what you think about what they're doing, uh, about your views, uh, what you would like to see in your community and so on. So, I mean, it's important to get involved. Yeah, another one from Maria. She uh, she just saw in the AHP we had stickers, Mars. You know, we, we got our stickers printed yep. up. So she says she wanted one for her husband, so she purchased one. Now, if you want to get them, uh, the stickers, Straight Honey Podcast stickers, they're about 20 centimetres by 18. They're a good die-cut sticker. You can go to australianhuntingpodcast.com.au forward slash stickers. A lot of people have been sending them, Mars, on Facebook. They've been showing me uh, where they've put them. They've been putting them on their cars, their safes, you name it. If you get a few, do not forget, send me either a Facebook message uh, put them on the timeline on Facebook. Preferably a Facebook message would be good, and I'll share them on AHP on the Facebook page. So thanks very much for that and all the people that have purchased stickers. A bit of a campfire talk, you might say now. Yeah. Something that you might want to take out in the bush. I was asking on Facebook the other day about rangefinders. I wanted a rangefinder, um, especially when you go out in some areas. Because I actually bought a 243 with turrets on it, so mm. a bit more of a long-range shooting mm-hmm. rifle, you might say. Nice. Even though it's a small, you know, it's a, it's a sporter barrel, it's not a heavy barrel teak. It's a Tika T3 Superlight, and I put a 5 to 15 on it. Now, obviously, when you go out, when you I've got an application on the phone now. If a lot of you guys don't know about it, it's called Strelok, S-T-R-E-L-O-K. Yeah. Strelok's good. Strelok. So what you basically do is you put your loads in there, uh, you chronograph everything to do with that particular load. Now, the idea is, obviously, depending if you've got uh, MOA or MRAD scopes, depending on what you're actually doing. Now, when you actually do, when, obviously, when you're out there and you want to shoot, say, a rabbit at, say, 300 metres, Generally, unless you're really good at judging, yeah. you know, how far that actually is, you're probably going to be way off. So I got sent a rangefinder from uh, Tasco from Michael. Uh, so that's a Bushnell rangefinder? Yes, finder? it's yeah. a Bushnell. I'm uh, looking at it right now, guys. Bushnell uh, Trophy Extreme. Yeah, looks, say, that looks pretty nice, Jase. Yeah, wow. it is pretty nice. So I'm, I want to thank, first off, Michael from uh, Tasco. Yep. Uh, for sending it to me. So this is actually good if you – because I wanted one of these for a while. If you actually go out, obviously you've got to know how far because you've actually got to put the distance into the Strelok app to know how far yeah. you're actually shooting. So mm. any guys that actually want to go long-range shooting, you're definitely going to have to have a rangefinder. Now, whether yeah. it's this one in particular, which is uh, just a range on, rangefinder on its own, or you can actually get ones that are built into the binoculars as well. Yeah, they're with- pretty expensive though. <laughs> like, yeah. That's probably a bit out of my price range yeah. as well. But I'll tell you what, Jason, the Bushnell rangefinder, that one there in particular, I mean, I've used uh, Bushnell rangefinders before, and they're bloody excellent. You yeah. know, they really are good. And um, and I told him, I said, when I get it, I'm going to check it out first. I don't say anything without, yeah. you know, if, if it was a problem, I said I'd email them first to have a chat to them. Maybe yeah. if, if, if it turned out to be faulty or anything like that, I'd contact them first. So, and the, the funny story was I was actually out with work and I thought I'd just take it around in the car because I, for my job, I go out in the morning for a couple of hours. <laughs> I remember when I was sitting there, I was looking at this, <laughs> this, this, this sort of shop front on the corner of this shop front. And I just looked over my left and this guy was sort of staring, <laughs> staring at me about three meters away going well what's this guy doing with this bloody thing on his face uh and then i just put oh shit and i put it down and then you know obviously just drove off uh went and then went and did it in a different area so you know range finders are important they're good for obviously finding out how far you're going especially if you're shooting um you know yeah. some of the forests me and muzz go to sometimes your body wouldn't need it in that particular area because it's very uh, what very built up very yeah dense. If, it's, if it's pretty woody and uh there's not much uh i guess uh it's only about 50 meters or 100 meters sighting mm-hmm. distance really i mean yeah you don't really need need it, but I'll tell you what, they're handy to carry. Um, in yeah, your, look, in your look bag how small it is. Because it's small, it just fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah. 
and you never know when you're going to get an opportunity for a long-range shot. Now, um, with larger game, I guess if you're, uh, say, two to 300 metres away, most uh, rifles, centerfire rifles, um, uh, who are zero in, that are zeroed in at 100 will only, will only drop a, an inch or two at over uh, 200 metres. Depends on what calibre, yeah. Depends on what calibre. Yeah, it depends on what calibre. But, you know, once you start to get beyond 300 metres, you really do need a rangefinder. You need mm. to make sure that um, that you know the exact distance of what you're shooting at and so that way you can um, correctly calculate your bullet drop. Because mm. that's so, important for the humane kill too. You don't want to be wounding yeah. an animal yeah. if you can possibly help it. That's just an unethical uh, yeah, way sure. of life that we live. So, uh, yeah. I noticed about testing it as well. It was they pretty much say that from distances I got up to about five hundred meters. That's as far as I could go with the distance that I had. Trying to yeah, you'd be surprised actually how far five hundred meters is. Oh, it's pretty far. I'd like to go and trying to get a view somewhere of that longer distance and have something to actually go on. I noticed if I noticed it's a lot better. If it's a lot more reflect, uh, re- reflective, so if it's a white building, it's something white, it's a lot yeah. better. Uh, yeah. Water, anything with a reflective p- thing that I saw worked a lot better. Trees were still good up to five, six hundred yards, five, six hundred meters. So, I mean, that's pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, going to be good anyway. So, I just yeah. want to thank them, actually, for giving it, you know, sending me one. I really uh, appreciate that from I mean, Tesco, Tesco are a fantastic distributor, Jason. And they do a lot of Bushnell, different stuff. Yeah. Bushnell, I mean, I'm, I, think, I think everyone's owned... Uh, a piece of Bushnell equipment once in their life, yeah. haven't they? I, I, mean, got I, don't know, I don't know anyone that hasn't because they're such good value for money, really, when you think about it. Yeah, and I got it a couple um, of weeks ago too and I wanted to give it a full test before I... I'm not just going to come out and say this is yeah. you know, fantastic if it's not working properly regardless of you know someone sending it to me. So I wanted to make sure it worked properly, said what it said it did and mate, I'm great, it's black, it's got a, what, like a rubberized finish on it, it's got a very clear optical looking through it. Um, it's got orange on it. It looks actually quite nice. Oh, it looks so, pretty good. Yeah. I reckon if you put it on top of an Adlai, it will increase its lethality by three oh. times. How many ammunitions? <laughs> do you, how many ammunitions do you think it would have? It's now got two laser guided ammunitions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Fantastic product, eh? Yeah. Well, so if you yeah. want to visit them, I should guys just give them a bit of a wrap. Tasco.com.au. Give them a bit of a wrap. You know, if you want to buy Bushnell gear, I've got a Bushnell scope as I just said, five to fifteen. I think it's an elite tactical. They're not cheap uh, on the two four three. And I've had. I remember I had one first on the uh, seven mil which I subsequently sold because it was like putting a telescope on a deer hunting rifle, you know. It was like, you know, going to the observatory in Sydney and putting that on top of, uh, you know, your rifle. So I went back to a 3 to 9 by 40. So thanks, Michael, for that from uh, Tasco. So check him out. That'd be awesome. We've got a voicemail from Brad. Now, Brad uh, sent us a voicemail in about Mark Latham uh, becoming a member of the LDP, the Liberal Democrats. And uh, some people were happy about it, some not quite so happy about it. So we're going to talk about that. First off, we'll just go into Brad's voicemail uh, and just here's what he had to say. G'day, Jason and Mars. Brad here. Just wanted to share my thoughts on Mark Latham joining the Liberal Democrats. Um, I've read a lot of negativity about it on um, Facebook over the last week or so um, and his anti-gun stance. While he says says he does support licensed shooters, he thinks that semi-automatics shouldn't be in the hands of the civilians, of civilians, sorry, and that hasn't gone down, down well with most of the shooting community, and, and rightfully so. Um, I like to remain a bit more optimistic. Um, I used to share that same thought. Um, I, I've always been pro-gun, but I was of the belief that semi-automatics had no place in society. But that changed after uh, listening to your podcast, um, listening to David Lionhelm, speaking with other shooters in the shooting community. And having the facts and figures and the constant truth, I guess, shown to me, I think Mark Latham, while he shares that view now, 
I don't think that's going to last. Uh, having the exposure to David Lionhelm, um, I think, is going to do wonders for him. And I think he could become quite the force to be reckoned with in the fight for our rights. Um, I'd love to know what you guys think. Cheers. Thanks, Brad. Yes, for that voicemail. Excellent. Now, uh, most of you in the shooting community who follow the Liberal Democrats, uh, Liberal Democrats have got a very strong gun policy, uh, arguably the strongest amongst all the pro-gun parties, uh, have realised uh, that Mark Latham has joined the LDP. Now, Mark Latham, as you know, is an outspoken uh, critic of political correctness. Uh, those who uh, seek to silence our free speech those who seek to undermine the traditional values of this country. So Mark Latham has been a, an outstanding um, fighter for freedom. Really, that's what he has been. Um, now, he's joined the Liberal Democrats recently after attending um, the Freedman Conference mm. and speaking uh, over there, uh, speaking with uh, David Lionhelm as well, who is a, um, um, you know an unapologetic libertarian. So now a lot of people are a little bit uh, baffled by this. They'll think, well, why would Mark Latham join the Liberal Democrats? I mean, he's anti-gun. He doesn't really believe in a lot of the things that libertarians believe. Um, well, you know what? That's, that's fair criticism. And Mark Latham did uh, criticise heavily Bob Catter on that show. And I can't remember what the name of that show was. I think it was, was on Sunrise, one of the daily programs. I never watched that program. Yeah. Anyway, so they had a bit because of because you don't support that, do yeah, you? Yeah, they had a bit of an exchange where Mark Latham berated uh, Bob Catter just uh, for wanting to. And Bob Catter gave it to him, yeah, <laughs> for wanting to relax the gun laws, and uh, and you know Mark Latham just di- just didn't get it. And after that uh, Friedman conference, um, he was um, saying on one of the interviews that uh, his mind really hasn't changed on firearms. Uh, but you know what? In terms of Mark Latham joining the Liberal Democrats, my opinion is it's. I think it's all positive. I think it's great. I think Mark Latham has got a a, a good a, a huge audience in Australia. I think that um, if he can join the LDP and become a candidate, he's probably going to uh, bring along with him maybe three to five hundred thousand votes. Who knows? You reckon? Yes, um, I do believe that at least three hundred thousand votes he will probably so. bring with him. Yes, I do. Um, he, Jason, he was the former leader of uh, the Labor Party, and he had a strong following. He was almost our prime minister, so you can't uh, ignore that. And I think he's definitely going to bring a lot of votes with him. And to be honest, I really it doesn't bother me even if he is anti-gun. I really don't care. I don't care in this issue. We need more bums on seats. We need more pro-gun people from pro-gun parties on seats. And if Mark Latham can help uh, deliver that for the Liberal Democrats, well, that can only be good for shooters in the long run. That's just my opinion. And not only that, can you imagine Mark Latham in the, in the Senate uh, completely destroying the Greens and all their stupidity. And, uh, yeah, but this guy was a Labor staunch. This guy, I don't think this is, a, in my opinion, I, it's hard to Look, say. I don't think it's a good decision at all. I mean, at the end of the day, someone said at the moment he's just a member, right, of the Yeah, party. that's right. That's right. He's just a but, member. But hang on a second, right? Hang on a second. I would pay money to watch Mark Latham in the Senate uh, completely smash all the points that the Greens and Labor are trying to make 
and just make fools out of them. And I know he can do it. He has the intellect. He has the knowledge. Uh, he's just a, a you know he's he's a season yeah, he, he's a seasoned professional uh, when it comes to being yeah, in he, parliament and in politics. Uh, the guy is uh, is going to be an asset, one hundred percent all the way. There's virtually no negatives in my eyes. Uh, when it comes to Mark Leif and joining the Liberal de- Democrats. If anything, he's going to be able to fight for freedom of speech and he's going to hopefully uh, turn back the tide on this mm. nonsensical political correctness that's crippling our country. And yeah, it's but not he just was a cri- Labor stooge, man. He was probably a big supporter of that stuff. It's, in my mind, that's in the past. Yes, he has done oh, all no, of those I'm things being in the ganged past. up on here. Just look, 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 let, let me finish. <laughs> For, been ganged up uh, he's he's openly said that he has changed his mind on several things, oh. and mm. while he hasn't openly changed his mind on firearms for self defence or, or semi auto for sporting uses, that's not really the issue here. The issue here is the LDP is not a one issue party. That's right. The SFP is not a one issue party. Hanson's not a one issue party. Nobody's a one issue party. We've got David Lionhelm, who's almost as pro firearms as the three of us put together. And he is carrying the torch for pro-gun freedom. That's fine. But he can't do it on his own. Correct. The way the game is rigged, he needs votes and he needs a metric ton of them at the next election. Yep. And I hope, I don't share Mario's conviction at the number of votes Mark Latham will bring, but I think it can't be a bad thing to get them cemented into Australian politics for another four. He can bring years. the votes, then piss off. As far as I'm concerned, right. if he wants to, go go right ahead. The issue is we've currently got a pro-gun voice in Parliament. That's that's a, David Lionhelm is very popular with the media, with Sky News, with the Fin Review. Surprisingly so. Mm. And if and Mark Latham is similarly a media darling, even if they just bring him up there to let people bash him, the media itself doesn't care. They just want the clickbait revenue from the yeah. angst they're generating yep. in the viewers. So to combine forces like that, I think they will complement each other's strengths and offset each other's weaknesses. And if Mark Latham comes to a range and finds out that it is a lot of fun, he might change his mind. But if he doesn't, I still don't see that as ultimately an overall negative compared to keeping the LDP in the seat. Uh, in, in the seat, yeah. Look, so well, basically, look, Jason, I've got Jason, to, it's like I've got to get in the... Hang on, I've Jason. got to sit next to David Shubich on the train. <laughs> That's how I feel. No. Listen, it's not that we're ganging up on yeah. you. We're just outvoting you, mate. <laughs> That's all it is. So, look, the, here's the thing, Jason, right? Uh, I, I, want I you just to, feel I want, sick about it. I feel on, sick about it. Hang on a second, it. right? I want you to clearly state what is it particularly that you that, oh, okay, that, that for, is your opposition okay, regarding my For me, for me like I'm a one issue voter. Period. Okay, I, I vote, okay, okay. On some issues, I do care on some other particular yeah. issues, but that's for a different. That's for a private conversation. All but right. on on voting on this, I mean, he was first a Labor stooge. He was anti-gun. He's well known anti-gun. Now, a few things that I've seen from him start to say, especially on Twitter, there was a post saying, "Well, yeah, law-abiding people aren't the problem now." So all of a sudden, it's quite a quick change. And Mark Latham only does what's good for him. Now, saying that. Clinton Mead, you know who Clinton is? I think he was mm-hmm. one of the, I'm not sure if he's still part of the council yep. in yep. Campbelltown. Yep. He said, uh, this was on one of the posts, I guess on one of the Facebook pages. He goes, remember everyone, Latham isn't a candidate. He's just a member. If it's breathing, we'll let your dog join in the party as long as it pays his membership fee. He goes, we have far more security on candidates. And if Latham wants to put his hand up, there's nine other committed libertarians that will be asking him tough questions, not only on firearms, but on taxpayer funded. Uh, and government ownership of a whole range of services. In the meantime, Mark Latham, despite his personal views, has decided to join the most pro-gun party in the country. 
Um, he goes, let's convince him to change his mind. Indeed, most of the anti-gun crap is left-wing rubbish statistics anyway, which he's used to seeing through. Once he realises the anti-gun lobby is the same as the rest of the left, I suspect he'll change his mind. But for someone that ran for the Liberal Party for so long, is he going to be able to you know, see through that? I'm, I have my, obviously, I have my concerns on this particular issue. Look, Jason, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I am optimistic, okay? What's the old term? Cautiously optimistic. Mm. And the reason why I am is because look at this man, Mark Latham. This is not the same guy who led the Labor Party to an election. Okay? Yeah, but he's he, not real. As he David Lionhelm said, did you watch the well, Friedman conference? Did you watch well, the Friedman conference speech from David Lionhelm? I'm not yeah, sure if you guys I did. did. I did, yeah. Well, he yeah. said, pretty much said, he goes, you're not really a libertarian if you don't support all freedoms. That's pretty much what he said, give that, or take. That's right, he did. But my point is, right, is that you don't have to be a full-blown libertarian to join the Liberal Democrats. That, that's the whole idea. And Mark Latham is a very, very important figure in uh, Australian media and Australian mm. politics. Now, if he's going to bring, like I said before, if he's going to bring heaps of votes to the LDP, that can only be good. Mm. There are no negatives towards you that. To, you also have to understand a lot of Australians, a lot of voters, don't see the issues the way we do. There's a lot of people who like our gun laws the way they are, but they're opposed to excessive taxpayer-funded childcare or they're opposed to the government interference Correct. in gay marriage or they're opposed to whatever it is if mark latham can appeal to those people freedom of speech freedom of speech etc they're, they're against the nanny state so there's a lot of people if you are if you went not out on the street and interviewed 100 people you would be weeping at how many people would say oh yeah our gun our strict gun laws have kept us safe but those people if you also ask them do you oppose the nanny state 60 of them will say, yeah, I do. I don't want to be um, – I don't want this political correctness. And they they're can't the make ones, the connection. They're the ones we need to win over mm. because we can't keep – we can't only focus on, guys, don't you see the fundamental um, pinning of freedom of speech is personal firearms ownership. They don't understand that. No. They'll never understand no. it. But we can win them over with Latham. They, he can be a second yeah, funnel how do you know into once, that. Great once point, once great Lionhelm's point, great gone – Let's say someone like Latham took over. I mean, there pretty much goes any pro-gun talk in the future. If Latham's going to, if you know, David Lionholm goes, is there passion in the party from other people that may potentially be, uh, you know, members well, in the future? We said there's nine other parliament. libertarians who understand that any freedom is contingent on personal arms. So well, they better. They hope. I hope they do. I better get me right gear on then, guys, so I can, you know. <laughs> I've got to get well, me helmet on because you guys I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, on me. Uh, I wouldn't uh, look, look, I wouldn't. What do you guys think? Am I right or are these guys right? Which one? What do you guys think? Let, right in. Let us know. Look, Justin, know. Justin made, has made a, a really important point. Listen, I get okay. votes are a good thing. I get all that. I understand that. But, yeah. I mean, when your guy's been notably out there and then as soon as he joins the LDP, all of a sudden his text has changed to, well, yeah, sporting shooters aren't the problem, which is a good thing. It just goes to show he's a political opportunity. He doesn't really care about these issues. No, perhaps not. I mean, you've got to understand. Oh, what, he changed his mind in two weeks, did he? No, not at all. It, it comes down to level of interest. I mean, some people just have no level of interest mm-hmm. for firearms. So if you're not interested. If he keeps his bib shut, then no problem. Well, look, if you've got no interest, for example, um, I mean, there's a lot of people in the shooting community who've got no interest in hunting with bows, for example, right? So they wouldn't know one bow from another. They wouldn't know how to set themselves up. They wouldn't know what 
arrows to use, or so they've got no idea, right? So this is the same thing. I mean, Mark Latham's got very little interest in firearms or shooting, hunting. So, you know, to someone who really is low information on these issues, you know, you would think, wow, oh, John Howard, yeah, good job, you know, on the gun laws, because you, you don't really understand the complete issue. So I believe that if he, given time, if he learns more about the issues, he'll make the connection with the nanny state, firearm laws, etc. And he'll bring, like Justin said, he's made a fantastic point, he'll bring people who are concerned about our freedom of speech or concerned about our... our... Do you think that's what he's there for, purely to just get more votes? No, I don't believe that. I, I honestly... Well, why, why try that a member, though? Was if, if, hang on a if, second. If I, decided hang on a jo- second. Hang on, if I decided to join the LDP, why don't they parade me, me as around as their spokesman? You know what I mean? Well, no, because... Jason, what, he has a, a political history. I honestly believe that Latham's joined the Liberal Democrats because... He, there is no other party that supports freedom of speech like Liberal Democrats. It's that simple. It's that that's a fact, right? So that that's I believe he's done that, and I believe uh, he's realised that um, ideologically he's got more in common with the LDP than any other party. Mm. Surprising, and, and that's which it, he was a Labor Party. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure if it was you, Mario, or Jason, who was saying that the, their opinion, the LDP, should tone down the firearms rhetoric in their advertising, and they should stick to electricity pricing, I freedom of speech, etc., yeah. and I focus on issues that appeal to a broader yeah. base, because fl- flogging firearms in Australia is a dead horse, and the issues... but. More and more people are affected by rising energy costs, increasing taxation, lack of freedom of speech. They can see the circus that's going on in Parliament, and they don't like it. They don't being, like being told how to live by inner-city, latte-sipping elitists. Yep. And they're the people we need to get the message to with a broader Mark Latham-flavoured um, strategy. And if that's what it takes, I'm in favour of it. All right. I've been battered into submission. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's see what people on Facebook think. From Brenton, no persuasive argument. Question mark. Go F yourself then, Mark Latham. The old DP just lost my vote. That's Brenton. Well, Brenton, you... I think a little bit short-sighted there. All right. Warwick, libertarian suggesting government intervention for something. Very interesting. That was from Warwick. Mm. What do you think about that? So who's suggesting government intervention? Well, by saying, you know, obviously certain firearms. Because don't forget, someone did write to him on Facebook. I think it was his inside Outsiders program message on Facebook. And he did give, and which we will go through in just a couple of minutes, but I want to go through the people on Facebook. Some guy uh, by the name of Grant says, Bullshit, you think Latham, an ex-opposition leader, is going to want to stay second fiddle to Lionhelm? Question mark. Ha, 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 ha. There's about 20 of them. Yeah, valid point. Uh, maybe Latham may not be able to stay in the shadows forever, and uh, maybe he'll want a more prominent role. That's a valid point, but you know, that's not also it's not necessarily yeah, it's not, not be, necessarily a negative point. But it's not going to be if Lionhelm wants to stay in, unless he prepares to take over from Lionhelm. There's no, I mean, it's going to be very difficult the next election to get a full quota from David Lionhelm. So there's no chance of a second person running in New South Wales for the LDP as a senator if your first preference is probably not going to get voted in anyway. But you've got to also understand, Jason, uh, David Lionhelm was talking about possibly retiring after his six-year mm. term. So, mm. I mean, he's getting on. So there's no guarantees that he would probably want to be there anyway. Either way, uh, we've just got to trust uh, trust the LDP and the leadership of the LDP to make the right decisions based on our, you know, yeah. based on the libertarian principles. All right. Another one from Andrew. Andrew says, sounds like he has seen the light. Good start. What do you think about that one? I think people can see the light, and it, it, particularly if we don't, um, you know, smash them when they take tentative steps towards freedom. Um, you know, politics is not a zero-sum game. It's not an all-or-nothing 
once a you know once a trader always a trader scenario. So if if Mark Latham's prepared to listen, uh, even if it is only political opportunism, um, there are a million plus shooters, and if he's appealing to some of them, I don't blame him for you know putting that rhetoric out there. And so long as he's not voting in favour of further restrictions, I, I look forward to good things. All right. A few, another one from Tommy. He goes, not bad for a former Labor leader. In fact, better than half the LDP supporters and 99% of Labor Greens voters. <laughs> Give it time, but it's also a publicity thing. Being too pro-gun really hurts the public image. I'm thankful for Lionhelm yeah. takes the bullet, so to speak, as a firearm freedom martyr. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> What do you yes, think about that one? Yes, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, look, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, here's the thing, right? Um, John Howe's done a great job at demonising guns, and it's kind of in the Australian mm. psyche now, right? So what we've got to do is we've got to work against that. Now, my disappointment with, um, with the LDP and other parties is they don't mention enough the negative things that John Howard has done for this country, and there's plenty to mention. There's plenty to mention. He sold all our wealth. He sold all our gold. Uh, he signed up all the um, free trade agreements with China, which shifted all our um, manufacturing overseas, uh, took us to war, spent billions on that. He was in power for 11 years. He built really no significant infrastructure for the country. If you're in power for 11 years and you mm. haven't really done much, you know, there's plenty of negative things he's done. He's, he's uh, introduced more middle-class welfare than any other prime minister mm. in history. And the problem is even today... The middle class are addicted to the welfare. Mm. So we've not only got the, the, the lower socioeconomical classes that are addicted to welfare, we've got the middle class that's addicted to welfare. It's sending the country broke. I mean, these are all, this is all John Howard stuff. You know, the baby mm. bonus. Man Monus. Man Monus was let in under John Howard. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many negative things to talk about with John Howard, and people don't mention it enough. They just don't. Uh, mention it enough. Uh, a whole heap of immigration policy that's coming to now bite us in the bum was mm. installed during John Howard's time. So this is the thing. So I, I'm disappointed that they don't do that enough to dispel the whole myth, oh, John Howard's such a great prime minister, right? And it's just nonsense. Although, it's complete nonsense. Although I was pleased to see one of those um, talk shows, it wasn't in SBS Inside, it was something else, um, had an ad on Facebook that popped up in my feed that John, they wheeled him out. You know, it's like Weekend at Bernie's, they wheeled John Howard out. And, <laughs> yeah. and every single comment, Not this wasn't in a firearms forum, this was just on their SBS page. Yeah. Every single comment was, thanks for the warning, now I know not to watch. I will never watch this war criminal, blah, 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 yeah. blah. It, so it was sort of warmed my heart to see that a lot of people were waking up and commenting on this. Um, in a negative way. Let's go a couple more comments before we finish off. <laughs> From Gavin, obviously out of money and needs to get back into office. <laughs> All right, here's a positive Perhaps one. there's something there. <laughs> Stephen says, hmm, it's a better response than I expected. We might just go through a little bit of Latham's response to someone's email in a minute. Uh, I have hope that just maybe he might see the light. I think we should at least give him a chance rather than mm. just piling shit on him, Agreed. which I guess I am guilty of too. Yeah. Um, from Jay, he's just a weasel anti-firearm parading as a reform thinker. Would sell his butthole for a little power and a little more money. Well, same as all politicians. Yep. Yeah, from Mark Jackman. Sorry, Mark, uh, once an idiot, always an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Robert says, I'll consider this further when I see him say these things on national TV. If he can change one way so quickly, I'm hoping he doesn't change back. Yeah, fair so. point. That's, that's always the risk. that We're, We recognise that. There, there is that risk. but uh, yeah, Nothing, we, we nothing is foolproof. Nothing mm. is 100% guaranteed in life. And... Uh, You've just got to take the good with the bad. And I'll tell you right now, there's far more good in Mark Latham than there is bad. 
And I'll give you a classic example. Mark Latham is going to help, hopefully, to fight against this nonsensical political correctness that's crippling our nation and to hopefully save our free speech. Now, I can tell you right now, Jason, and I, I'm a gun owner, I'm pro-Second Amendment, but there's, the Second Amendment is second. The First Amendment is what's most important to the foundation of our society, and it's under siege. And if Mark Latham can help to fight that battle under the flag of the LDP, mate, well, that, there's no negatives to that for me. That's mm. all positive. All right, well, let's have a go. Let's see what he said. He, someone wrote him an email to Mark Latham's Outsiders. He said, I attended the, this is from Mark Latham, uh, I attended the guns policy session at the recent Libertarian Conference and listened closer to the speakers. It was a fascinating session and I learned a fair bit. By the end, I concluded, one, there is no persuasive argument for changing existing laws, existing gun laws, especially relating to semi-automatic weapons. Uh, is that his, his yeah, opinion or that's Mark from Latham? Him. That's from him. Mark Latham, well, yeah, that's him. Yeah. That's him. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've read that too. I know, I know. So, okay. So he's listened to... Listening. Hang on, let's, let's go to the end yeah. first. Number yeah. two, uh, more needs to be done to crack down illegal gun smuggling to Australia. I guess we'd uh, agree with that. He said governments need to do more to help farmers deal with... Um, uh, land care consequences of feral pest problems they face. Okay, we mm-hmm. can agree with that. Um, four, we need a campaign to support the legitimate role of law-abiding sh- uh, sporting shooters and stopped any leftists sneering at them as bogans. Well, there you go. See, just that there. Hang on. They should be respected as all other sports people uh, are respected in Australia. We do that at Olympics Commonwealth Games time, so all year round too. Uh, our political leaders need to step up on this front. All right, well, there you go. See, that's a dramatic Number change. Number one drops me off straight away. But hang on a second, right? Hang on a second. And I'm not doing, saying this because I'm going into bat for Mark, Mark Latham. Look at his comments. Oh, you got him on speed, dog? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at his comments and compare them to the comments of when he spoke to Bob Catter, mm. right? That, that, they're yeah, vastly, that, that, that is a vast change. Yeah, but why okay? is it, though? Why is it? Is that, he, that is is he a, being told that, to shut up if you no, want to be in a... No, uh, I, I, don't, I don't believe so. I believe that is a change uh, based from him educating himself or being, mm. you know, informed a little bit by people uh, around him. So, and, you know, there's no way he would he was spoken like that before uh, mm. he joined the LDP when he spoke to uh, Bob Catter. You know, he was uh, very anti-gun and that... To me, is a is a as a step forward. So there you go. All right, well, all right, guys. Anything final to add on Mark Latham, the LDP? Anything to add? No. Oh, the only thing I'd like to add is Mark Latham is not alone when he says there's no compelling reason for bringing back semi-autos for law-abiding shooters. So he a, a lot of a lot of our followers on Facebook say the same thing. We can't oh, believe it, but fuds. they are They're fuds. Well, but, just, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, fuds going to fud. <laughs> I'm not going to use that term, but that is reality. Okay, yeah, there's the course. way things should be, and there's the way things are. And yeah. I think Mark Latham is dealing in reality in a way that's surprisingly refreshing. All right, we've got an email here now. This one was actually from Justin, but I'm going to read it because I'm sitting here with it actually on a screenshot. Uh, Bridget McKenzie, you know, she's a senator for Victoria for the Nationals. Now she's hi, Justin. I apologise for the time it's taken me to respond to your email. To answer your question, I supported the previous National Firearms Agreement, which I think worked quite well since its introduction. I certainly do not support further restrictions, and I am working to ensure that the new NFA does not restrict LAFOs further. As you may be aware, I have been calling for the emotion to be removed from the issue and fair and reasonable laws put in place to ensure that the rights of law-abiding firearms owners are protected while strengthening the laws and penalties for illegal firearms owners, dealers and manufacturers. 
So I guess about actually being legal manufacturing, I guess. There has already been some amendments made to the new NFA and industry consultation is ongoing until it's finalised. Should you have any further information, yada, yada, yada. So mm. again, Nationals 2.0 policy is you know happy to have the National Firearms Agreement. Works great, which she says here, which I think worked quite well since its introduction. Oh, scary stuff coming mm. out of the Nationals. What do you guys think? Tell that to the weak. guys in Bankstown. Um, I, Is it I, weak or? I actually wrote back to Bridget because it didn't really tell me anything. Um, I wanted to I know her stance on the NFA changes and she didn't really say much. So I wrote back to her with two specific questions. I said, if there was a bill in Parliament that allowed semi-auto for CAT A and B or that abolish the registration of private long arms, would you support it? Okay, very simple. These are the two main... Or maybe it was suppressors. It might have been suppressors. Um, Semi-auto registry suppressors. Like the the three big things that we we want. And haven't got a response. I sent a follow-up email about six weeks later because there is a delay. I mean, she gets thousands of emails a day. Um, Asked for a clarification. Haven't heard anything. So as far as I'm concerned, my personal opinion... I've done the right thing. I've written to the horse's mouth, asked for clarification on her comments, and she's basically towed the party line and said, status quo, I asked for clarification about increasing freedom for law-abiding shooters, haven't got anything. Look, I personally like Bridget McKenzie. She, I, I think she's very nice um, to talk to. I've we've spoken to her at the AGM, mm-hmm. uh, Jason. But look, at the end of the day, she's a politician and who is a member of a party who essentially is part of a coalition and that mm. just means, in 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 a nutshell, she's got to toe the line. Yeah, she's got to toe the line. She can be vocal for gun owners in Parliament, which is great. Mm. Mind you, she, she did can... cross the floor, so she has um, crossed oh, yeah, she, the party uh, yeah, occasionally. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, she she has yeah. she has done things, but however, yes. I've specifically asked for mm. pro freedom initiatives and been met with silence. Yeah, no. Listen, I I think she's okay too, but this is a bit of a dud. Let's be honest, it's a mm. dud. Oh, look. Listen, we support... This, this, it's going to be... Look, and me and Muzzle speaking this bit... about two weeks ago. There seems to be a lot. And I don't want to say the LDP. They've been quite positive. But it seems... the other, And we're going to go through... Stick around, guys, for the rest of the show if you're listening now because we're going to go through all the One Nation Queensland stuff with Shooters Union in just, just a few moments. But it always seems to be, well, we support firearms ownership, but... Yeah, it's always mm. a but. There's always a but there. But, Look, well, not really for self-defence. Yeah, but yeah. not really semi... Well, then what do you support? Then you're not really pro-firearm. Yeah, then. You're yeah, not really... Yeah. Again, look at all the countries, New Zealand, Canada, when we've said yeah. all this, Czech Republic, Sweden, Switzerland, but Germany, parts of Germany and specific guns they can own. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Look, I, I don't want to be... the NFA is good. What pro-shooter would say the NFA is good? I know, I know. Look, I, I don't want to be too critical of Bridget McKenzie because she like did... Any support like, is good. Like Justin but, said, she did cross the floor. Okay, on a very important issue, and she she did speak out for firearm owners. But I guess we've got to just step back and think. Well, she's only just you know one one of many people in Parliament, and there's only so much she can do. Okay, mm. uh, to to do do something effective that's going to produce some sort of substantial mm. results for gun I mean, it's owners. It's better than so her being anti-gun, I guess. Be- yeah, exactly. It's better than being anti-gun. It's better than supporting for supporting more mm. uh, you know restrictions. So. In the, Which it, is what the Nationals have done. In the next, the next 18 months, there's an election coming up in Victoria, as well as New South Wales and Queensland. So for, I'm going to be, well, I already have launched an ongoing education campaign to try and educate shooters about voting, etc. Sadly, even though Bridget has come out 
in favour of shooters in the past in various ways, the Nats just aren't in that pool of recommended pro-freedom parties that I'm recommending you know, people consider putting at the top of their list. Yeah. They're down in the, the middle with the also-rans. That's just not... Oh, I put, everyone laughed at me when I said... They laughed. Some people agreed, but I, I, you know, the, at the end of the day, the, the Liberal Party has the most power to change the laws. I always put them last. I put the Greens second last. I mean, I know the Greens doesn't really matter either day. Nine, ten, doesn't really matter which second last last. Who really cares? But yeah, the Liberals have the most power. Their treacherous 1996 mm. behaviour just, for me, is is worse than the Greens, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. And I'd rather make them last and then the Greens second last. Because at the end of the day, the Greens most likely, in, in, at least in my lifetime, are never going to form government any time in the near future. Yeah. So for me... Liberal is always last. I guess that encompasses the Nationals because they've got a coalition with each other. Well, you've noticed the Senate, especially in in federal parliament, you notice the Senate is becoming more and more multicoloured mm. every day, and that's I think that is a representation of from the, of the frustrations of the people to be able to have any kind of effective change because they can't change the sitting uh, member in a particular electorate. It's just too hard because there's so many rusted on Labor and Liberal voters mm. at a local level. So what they try and do, they try and change it from the Senate. They try and, People are trying to govern uh, from the Senate. Now, the, where it really is going to matter, where the change really has to matter, is for us to put pro-gun people uh, in the lower house, okay, at a local level. That means... For example, uh, Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party uh, got rid of the Nat Nationals in Orange. So or, uh, the Nationals held that seat for, what, almost 100 years or something? Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, 50-something years. Or, I, think, I thought it was 65. Somewhere. 65. It's a long time yeah. anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, so it was a long time. So they uh, overthrew the Nationals at the on the on in the lower house. And this is what needs to happen. That mm. needs to happen a lot more regularly. So once the major parties see that they're getting beaten at a local level, then they're going to start panicking and then you'll start to see some uh, hopefully positive policy change. But until then, all they're going to do, they're going to try and undermine the Senate or the upper house in any way they can to try and get their draconian legislation through. So this is what we need to do, especially in Queensland. Queensland's, uh, Queensland's very important because you've only got the lower house. Mm. So I'm going to be uh, watching the Queensland election very closely and all you Queenslanders that are listening to the show right now, it really is up to you to get uh, on the ground and start working with your local people to try and get as many program people elected in your electorate. So it's up to you to do your research, find out who your member is, so, because this is very really important. I'll be fascinated to see how many seats One Nation and Cata gets mm. this time around, considering how unpopular Labor and Liberal are. I yep. mean, they're really, really unpopular. The setting is right for Cata slash Hanson power sharing agreement with some, you know, could be Labor or Liberal Party. Uh, it just needs to, we need to try and make it happen. So, and this is what we need to try and do in most states. Now, a lot of people in Australia haven't really woken up to how much trouble our country really is in. It's an enormous amount of trouble, I can tell you right now. Um, we're in debt, a huge debt that's going up day by day. Um, we all out institutions are stacked full of left-wing fanatics mm. uh, that are just destroying the culture of our country. They're destroying the fundamental concrete that is underneath this nation. The That's fabric the of the fabric, country. The fabric, mm. mate. And, and it's, just, it's just going uh, so badly for us, and people don't realise it. People don't realise it because everyone's too busy living their everyday lives, and everyone's too busy looking after uh, their own backyard, to understand what's really going on, 
in the world scene. We're being undermined uh, heavily at a national and local level. I mean, only just recently, uh, Justin, we've managed to kind of thwart away this uh, safe school nonsense mm. that's, uh, you know, telling our children that they're, you know, boys are not boys, they're girls and whatever it is. Oh, God, God, you know, I have no idea what's going on. Um, so th- these are problems that we all have to face. And it's up to the people to change it because the government's only a reflection of the people. All right, guys, thought we'd just do a media release. Now, this is interesting, concerning in some ways, sad in others. So we'll go through it first. Now, I saw on Facebook the other day, as, as Muzz did and Justin as well, about uh, we saw a media release from the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party in New South Wales. Now, this is on May 24th, 2017, and it says, Ammo Bill to be repealed. The Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party celebrates a massive win today securing the repeal of the controversial ammo bill by the New South Wales government. Shooters and Fishers and Farmers Party, MLC Robert Borzak, today welcomed government legislation aimed at repealing the controversial Firearms Amendment Ammunition Control Bill 2012. I am proud that we are on the verge of repealing Barry O'Farrell's controversial ammo bill, Mr Borzak said. This is a product of five years of advocacy by the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party and a national party in government who is disarray following our orange by-election win this year. The ammo bill will be repealed as, as part of the Firearms and Weapons Legislation Amendment Bill 2017 that was introduced into the upper house by the government today. We are now delivering on our promise to repeal the ammo bill, a personal attack on our party by Barry O'Farrell in 2012 after we refused to blindly pass his legislation. And then it goes on. Uh, Mr. Borzak added his party's closely scrutinising the bill to make sure there are no poison pills for law-abiding firearms owners. Uh, he said, however, I do note that the bill does have a section ratifying Troy Gant's black flip at COAG to reclassify all lever-action shotguns like the Adler A110 from Category A to Category B and obviously over five shots to Category D, depending on the magazine capacity. So Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party does not support reclassification of lever-action shotguns whatsoever. Given this was an unjustified knee-rope reaction by Tony Abbott and the Lint Cafe siege. So, okay, so what we did, guys, is I jumped on the Firearms and Weapons Legislation Amendment Bill of 2017. Now, the concerning part here is, it's under this bill, it's not actually being repealed, so they're not entirely telling the truth on that particular issue. Now, before Justin and Muzz get involved in this one, this the, the Honourable Niall Blair, so he's the Minister for Primary Industries. He's obviously a Nationals person in the Upper House. Now, if I go look through his second reading, now there's two parts here that are kind of very interesting. Now, let's go to the part about the bill that amends the section, which is 45A of the Air Munitions Control Bill. Now, the bill is not being repealed. I don't know why they said that. Um, obviously... You know, like in politics, everything's, you know, basically, you know, everyone wants to be re-elected. People say things sometimes that may not necessarily be true. It says the bill amends section 45A to respond to an issue identified since the introduction of the Firearms Amendment Ammunition Control Bill 2012. That bill introduced a requirement for firearms dealers to record the name and address of a person purchasing ammunition. Security concerns have been developed about the requirement for dealers to record addresses when selling ammunition. If this information is stolen from a firearms dealer or leaked, the homes of firearms owners could be targeted for the theft of firearms and ammunition. The New South Wales Police Force has no objection to removing the requirement as a person buying ammunition will still have to be required to provide their name, firearms license number and details of their registered firearms before purchasing ammunition. So what we're seeing there... uh, if I actually look, that's from the second reading from Niall Blair. 
And now if I actually go over to the actual bill, which Muzz and Justin have got in front of them. Now, let's have a look at the concerning parts first. Now, the overview of the, of the bill, overview of the bill, A, to recategorize lever action shotguns from category A to category B. Now, that's up to five rounds. Or a category D for more than five rounds and to provide transitional arrangements for persons in those name a lever action shotgun is registered when the recategorization amendments commence. So I guess that's one of the most disturbing parts so far. Now, my major concern here was someone said to me on Facebook the other day, well, don't go too crazy yet. You don't know if they're going to vote for it. Well, I'm sorry, because if you put on Facebook, we're repealing the ammo bill when, one, that's not true, and number two, they, they said, you, you don't even know they're voting for it. Well, if you've actually, you have to be, common sense says you have to be voting for the bill if you've come out on social media and on your website and says, we are repealing the ammo bill. So therefore, under this government's introduction bill, Firearms and Weapons Legislation Amendment Bill 2017, you would have to be voting for that bill. Um, is that wrong of me, or what would you guys give me your opinion on that first? Because there's a lot of different issues here. There's a lot of different issues here to, to discuss at the moment. Jason, after reading it, first of all, I think it was wrong for the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party to come out and say that they're on the brink of repealing the ammo bill. I think they're nowhere near it. There's, mm. a, there's a lot of negotiation to be done. There's voting to be done. They're not in a position where they have balance of power. I'm guessing that... Yeah, but the Greens aren't going to probably vote for some of these particular issues. They'll make amendments. I mean, no doubt the SFP will make amendments to say, well, we don't want lever actions reclassified. Now, I've emailed Phil Despotoski from the SFP four times over two days to get a straight answer about, are you, are you not voting for this bill? Oh, but we've got amendments. I said, okay, you've got amendments. Well, I know you're going to bring amendments to stop the recategorization. My main concern was, and we should just play this. I'm going to play this mm. for a second. This is... Robert Borzak, this was last year, November, around early November of 2016. They made a video, Robert Borzak holding a paper that was uh, about the, basically about the double SAA, you know, siding with Troy Grant, who's the police minister in New South Wales, about the reclassification or agreeing to the reclassification of lever action well, shotguns lever from shotguns, category yeah. A to category B. So yeah. you can have, a, have a, a listen to how upset he was that, that they're agreeing to this reclassification. Take a look at this. The New South Wales branch of the SSAA took out a half-page ad in the Land newspaper this week congratulating Police Minister Troy Grant. They were thanking him for changing the status of the Adler A110 lever-action shotgun. We all know that he fronted COAG with a plan to move the five-shot Adler lever-action shotgun from Category A to Category B. But there is no basis for any change in category at all. The New South Wales branch of the SSAA is congratulating the Minister for reclassifying the Adler A110 lever-action shotgun when there is no basis for it. Are they for real? Whose side are they on? All law-abiding firearms owners need to be united against these knee-jerk category changes of legal firearms when there is no basis for them. We have the New South Wales branch of the SSAA siding with the arguments of Gun Control Australia and the Greens. We want the Adler A110 where it belongs, in Category A. It's not new technology, and it's definitely not a threat to anybody in the hands of a licensed shooter deemed fit and a proper person. All right, guys, well, you just heard from Robert Borzak there on a video uh, regarding, and I, and I agree with Robert in the video that these firearms, you know, this lever-action shotguns should not be reclassified to Category B and Category D, respectively. There's been no issue with these types of firearms, as you guys know. 
I just don't know what the issue is with why would you want to actually vote for this bill? We don't know they're going to vote for this bill yet. Again, I've emailed them to no response to answer that simple question. Now, before we go on, guys, let's have a look at A, we know was the reclassification. B, uh, to increase from one to three firearms for Category D firearms for a primary producer is permitted to have under the genuine reason for vertebrae pest control. Now, from what I hear at the moment, they can only have one Category D. And now they're going to up that to three. So which again, is, which is a pretty good. Okay, it's a win, but it's, it's a, a win. It's, it's a win for about three percent of shooters. Yeah. Uh, the average shooter's not going to get any benefit from that whatsoever. So again, I, I understand that the uh, Niall Blair from the well, Minister for Primary Industries is trying to look after farmers, and I get that. But the reclassification of lever action shotguns is terribly bad for the average shooter, which is most of your law abiding shooters mm-hmm. in this country. Okay, one to three firearms. Now, C is to provide the temporary amnesty and and uh, a surrender of firearms and firearms parts. So, okay. Amnesties, I don't Okay, care. who cares? Not really that important. Uh, D, to, and this is what I think they're referring to as the repeal of the ammo bill. D, to remove the requirement for a firearms dealer to record the address of a person to whom or who from ammunition is supplied or acquired. So that would be a dealer. So like we heard from the second reading, which I read out initially, you're still going to have to provide your name, you're still going to have to provide your license, what firearms you own, Etc. So it's not a repeal of the ammo bill by any stretch of the imagination. Now let's have a look. Have you got it there, Justin? Over the page, I think it is. What was the one about uh, genuine reasons? Have a look. Uh, the one about genuine reasons, if you can, because that's the one which does concern me about legislative discretion. Again, from the commissioner, which I guess doesn't change a lot, but it leaves us ourselves open. Have you got it there? Yep, can you read that one? It's number L. It comes after the Skynet prohibition which we'll get to in a minute, to clarify that a permit for a firearm is not to be issued unless the applicant has a legitimate reason for possessing or using the firearm. So what's your, how does well, it, what's your thoughts on that one? So th- this is not even subsequent firearms. This is if I want to go and buy a new Lithgow 22 and I put in my PTA and the commissioner, for whatever reason, is not satisfied that my the fact that I want one, then they can deny the permit. It's, it's, it's making an unelected bureaucrat responsible yeah. for the issue of permits to acquire. Mm, so if, if we don't think it's good enough, we're going to deny it? it? There's people in WA and South Australia chafing under this legislation already. You've already got two 22s. Why do you want another one? Well, I want another one. I haven't committed any crimes. Why can't I have one? Oh, no, no, no. We think it's too many. You might be a danger to public safety. Give me a break. So what's your, what's, I mean, what's your main concerns with this bill? Like I've obviously discussed it a fair bit here. I mean, I've got some major concerns about A. And again, guys, you can go on the internet and just type in firearms and weapons legislation, Amendment Bill of 2017. Yep. Now, my question is, I just don't know why. I think, and we've had this discussion off the air before we started the show, guys, about I think obviously the green – I've already – already saw a Facebook post from David Shoebridge saying mm-hmm. they will oppose it, write to your local members and oppose it. Whether he does or he doesn't when it comes to the floor of Parliament, I don't know. I think, you, I'm not sure you guys disagree with me, I think Labor's not going to support this bill and that's why, in my opinion, it's only my opinion, guys, that that's why SFP and I think and the Christian Democrats are going to vote for this bill because they're going to be the deciding people on whether this bill actually goes through or not. Well, I'm not a I'm not a bigot, and I do occasionally agree with David Shoebridge, and I agree with him this time that uh, people should oppose this bill. Um, I just, my reaction, I'm going to go back to the press yeah, but, release but from Mr. Borsak. Would be different to yours. True, Mr. Borsak added his party is closely scrutinising the bill to make sure there are no poison pills for law-abiding firearms owners. This whole bill is a poison pill for firearms owners, with a minty on top of removing your address from the firearms, okay. the, the gun dealer, when you buy ammunition. 
Okay, I'm going to go through each one of these. I'm not going to refer Hang on, to them. Let me just say one. Let me ask you guys one question. I think this is important, right? Is removing an address, it's not repealing the ammo bill. We know that, right? Section 45A, we've, it's already said that. We read that initially from Niall Blair. He says we've got to provide all this extra documentation still. Is voting for the reclassification of lever action shotguns up to Category B and D worth just basically the benefit of the which, – which is what they're crying to be, the ammo yeah. bill. It's in, just the address. Yeah. So In my opinion, no. no, no. It's too high a price to pay. No, Number okay. A, reclassify, reclassifying A to B. How many spree crimes, how many murders, how many bank robberies have been made with a lever-action shotgun of any capacity? Zero. B, one to three, Category D firearms for a primary producer. How many farmers have gone on a shooting spree with a Category D firearm? Yeah. None. I mean, obviously, C, I think... a temporary on. amnesty. It's not even required. In, uh, in 1999 or something about that time, the Middle Eastern Crime Squad were investigating some Middle Eastern crime gangs, and the guy said to them, in exchange for uh, these conditions, I'll give you back the 10 rocket launchers we stole from the army, and I'll also give you 13 sticks of power gel blasting explosives that we've got stashed around the, the city. And the police said, well, give us one and then as a show of good faith and we'll consider it. So he did. They turned up at a rendezvous and over was an M72 rocket launcher was handed over, a light anti-tank weapon. And two days later, they gave over a box with 13 power gel blasting sticks in it. Criminals don't need an amnesty to negotiate with police for handing over illegal firearms. It's yeah, just that's not required. Why the, I mean, the amnesty part, I mean, I think it should be. If you're going to have an amnesty, make it 24-7, 365 days a no, year. Number Move H, on, who cares? To what? prohibit the possession and use of a firearm or prohibited weapon by means of remote control unless specifically authorised by a permit. So the commissioner, this bureaucrat, is going to issue me a permit to fly a remote control drone and put a pistol <laughs> or a machine gun on a remote control. They've been watching Terminator 2 and they think it's real. Like Sarah Hansen Young thinks Sea Patrol is real and giving away our border but protection then again, don't secrets. FPS Russia, maybe made the video of it's the drone. It's fake. It's I CGI. Know. And you, even, you just read the comments on the YouTube video and people realise it's CGI. It, it's a was plank. it CGI? Yes. Was it? The I whole it was, thing is CGI. Oh, I thought it was legitimate. It looked no. good to me. Dude, please. Yeah. Even he admitted it was really? done up in a lab. There you lap. go. Yeah. I didn't even know that. There, you, there you, you go. You think about it. You put, put, I thought that was fantastic. A guy shooting a, a drone with firearms Put a two two three or even a twenty two on your shoulder and feel the recoil. Now, those drones yeah, are exactly. hovering in the air yep. purely from these tiny electric motors. Anything firing like that is the action... The equal and opposite reaction of the recoil mm. when it's braced against like, your shoulder man. is going to send the drone flying. Yeah. It's I, just I, not going to work. I was like, this is going to take deer hunting to a whole new level. Oh, please. <laughs> it's already illegal to discharge okay, so, a firearm in public. Well, okay, here's so, the thing. Well, so we're going to make it more illegal by putting it on a remote control drone? What are you smoking? This, so this legislation is basically a dud. Well, look, Jason. My, but my, my question is, why would the, if the SAP are going to vote for it, why? Look, my biggest problem with this is the SFP have come up with an announcement. Ammo bill to be repealed. So I'm reading this from their own website. That's what we've just been reading, yeah? Yes. Okay, now, I'll just read a little bit further. Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party celebrates a massive win today, securing a repeal of the controversial ammo bill by the New South Wales government. That's what it says. So that's that's like telling the average guy out there, wow, they've repealed it. It's gone. It's gone. It's well, an address. That's it. Well, hang on. Nothing's gone. This is my this is my problem, right? So nothing's gone. This is the uh, the firearms and weapons legislation's amendment bill, right? Which is, hasn't 
been voted on yet, hasn't been passed. Introduced and by the Nationals, it, the government. And, and no, there's nothing in it that says that the AMA bill is going to be repealed. It's just the, the requirement for the address. Exactly, yeah. It's going to be gone. So that's the first thing. I have a problem with Shooters and Fishers and Farmers Party crowing about the fact that it's going to be it's repealed or it's going to be repealed when the reality is it's not. Now, the other thing is too is that I know that the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers were very critical regarding the reclassification of the Adler, right? Now, this is the big issue that is Table A to recategorize recategorize the Adler to from A to B. Now, I thought the purpose was to fight like hell against this. Mm. The purpose was to fight like hell. Mm. Right to make sure that the Adler stays in category A because if we don't, what we're effectively saying that well the media can change our gun laws, mm. and if the that's, media that's can really... change our gun laws with a media scare campaign, exactly. what else can they change? They the can take away freedom the of speech. They can make anything that they don't like illegal. Correct. You what? Wait until they say it's a crime to criticise Islam, and if the media can get away with this, and Rupert Murdoch runs Australia and not the government that we elected, it is wrong. Now, the the good parts about this bill that I would, I mean, it's fair to just look at the good parts as well as the bad parts, okay, is to increase, of course, the um, one to three number of Category D firearms for primary producers. That's table B. Number C is yeah, but that's for, that's for not like that doesn't help ninety seven percent of law abiding firearms owners. Correct, there. correct. But, but it's it, a positive. But, but it helps it's some. Okay, but it helps positive, some, right? It's positive, yes. Uh, so that's table B. Table C, I couldn't care less about. Uh, table D to remove the requirement for firearm dealers to record the address. Now. Really, it's a moot point, this is, really, because they still got to record your name and your licence number, and once you've got someone's name, how hard is it to find an address? I mean, really. I mean, using Google and all okay, types what of about, searches. Okay, what about now, this one then, now, E? Number e, yeah. e is to allow police the option of not seizing a firearm and ammunition that is improperly stored in the in in the failure it has been rectified um, or will be rectified without delay. So that's a that's positive. This is the single round thing. If, the, if yeah. they come and do an inspection, well, you've got so one loose round. Yeah. So, so that's positive. At the moment, the police have to seize all yeah. your guns. But this yeah. will give them the option, oh, sorry, I missed that one. You pick it up, you put it in the safe. The policeman I has even, the opportunity. Look, of hang on, I even think in the second reading, Niall Blair actually says it in this reading about, you know, obviously major breaches will be dealt with accordingly, yeah, but, yeah. but it's discretionary. But it was also a little bit discretionary before. You know, I've heard of cases where people had a 22 round in the ground. Listen, mate, pick it up, chuck it back in the safe. No dramas based on the particular, you know, police person coming to your property or, or you know, inspecting your vehicle. You well, know. well, look, the, the fact that it's written into legislation is good because um, obviously if a person's got a great record and they just happen to miss, you know, one, one little 22 round fill out of their pocket. It's and sad. It's in the car it's or whatever sad it is. we've even got to be discussing that yeah, one yeah, 22 you know I mean? round like, can actually make you lose yeah, your gun license. Mm. Those, those sort of things should be discretionary to the police and police should be able to use their own judgment to see whether or not this person truly is reckless and, you know, mm. And uh, untrustworthy, and or if he's just made just a simple mistake. Yeah, so, so, so they're the discretion only discretion again, which yeah. is a major problem. Well, discretion, I know, you know, I know, but as opposed to what we had before, it's it's a, it's yeah. a step in the right direction. So I can't criticise it in that way. So these things are these things are positive, but the massive, massive negative is table A. Mm. Table A is you know to the recategorising recategorising of uh, the Adler shotgun to category B. Now, some people will say, eh, I don't care. You know, at least we still get to have it. Okay, some people have that opinion, but this is, you know, we've lost, you know, we've gone backwards in terms of firearms laws if this gets passed, because Category A shotguns, lever-action shotguns, uh, there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever anywhere to suggest that they need any kind of recategorizing 
and this is just recategorizing by media. It even That's what even it is. the government the government letters that I've received in reply to my requests constantly refer to the Lint Cafe siege as the trigger for this reclassification. The guy didn't even use a lever shotgun. So there is no evidence. As Murray said, I just cannot believe that we are at this stage where we are talking about a bill in Parliament that's going to change people's lives, it's going to affect people's property, simply based on a media scare campaign. What planet are we living on? Anybody who says, oh, it doesn't really affect me, it does affect you because this is the slippery slope. This is where freedoms and rights are eroded away. In five years' time, ten years' time, and it has to stop now. Based on the, as I said, based on what you're seeing, we've just gone through the couple of the positives and the negatives. Is it worth, would you guys, I mean, out of, say, a percentage of 100, what percentage would you vote for this bill? Zero, 100%, zero? Do you think 20% of it's beneficial? I mean, looking at, obviously, A is a major problem, but my major problem with this is potentially our pro-gun party now to, you know, say that allegedly the ammo bill is going to be repealed, which we know it's not, is going to vote for this bill purely based mm. on an address being removed from that particular bill, which is the Ammunitions Bill of 2012, to give uh, firearms owners, uh, primary producers, an a- extra access to one to three firearms, again, which is good, but if you're looking at it from a thing, it's not going to affect 97% of people, right? And let me just go say one more thing too. Section 29 of Niall Blair's second reading, he says, Section 29 is amended to clarify that a person must have a legitimate reason for possessing and using a firearm. This provides consistency with the regulation, which uses the legitimate reason terminology. The amendment does not alter what is expected of a person, and the commissioner will continue to use legislated discretion in determining if a person has a legitimate reason for the permit, rather consistently with the rest of the firearms scheme and the National Firearms Act in brackets, NFA. It makes it clear that an applicant for a permit must be a fit and proper person, as with a license, and have a valid reason for wanting the permit and related firearm. Again, as with a license, he says. They are going to use this. You, so you see that word consistent? Okay. If they get this through, in two years' time, they're going to turn around and say, all lever firearms with a magazine capacity over five, we need to make it consistent. So they're going to go into Category D too. So you mean then, like um, 22s two, or you mean lever-action rifles? Any, yeah. any lever-action rifle with a magazine capacity over five rounds, to be consistent, we're going to move that into Cat D as well, and there's nothing you can do about it because we've already set the precedent. Yeah, then correct. they're going to say any firearm over five rounds yeah. is going to go to Cat that, D that, that's because we need towards. to be consistent. How about being consistent with New Zealand? Or Canada. So how can we possibly? Or how can can the I just SFFP... say one more thing, okay? Yep. The people who say, oh, this doesn't really affect me, it does. The New Zealand police are already using the terminology military-style sniper rifles that can kill at a mile. They're already using that in their bid to crack down on law-abiding firearms owners. It won't be long until they're using the same thing over here. And if they can't take your bolt-action rifle off you, what they'll do is they'll just make your scope a prohibited item. So any scope over two times, sorry, that's Cat D. And the commu- you don't need that. I know, people might think that's stupid now, but when it actually happens... If they, they get this so through, stupid. the gates are open for all of that to happen. This is the catalyst. So I cannot stress this enough. My question to you guys is then, why come out and say the ammo bill has re- been repealed, A, before the bill has actually gone through? 
Why would you come out and say that? I think you're flogging a dead horse. I don't know why. And oh, if it's, it mar- it's marketing. Yeah. It could be marketing. I, I, I don't but marketing know. Marketing is not a big clearly, pile of crap. Well, yeah. it's, look, it's, cl- look, it's politics. The Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party, it's clearly they're not telling the whole story here. So, so I'm really disappointed in that. I mean, um, it, I mean, they'll say they're going to put amendments forward to stop this. Mate, if, if the government wants it, the government's going to get it anyway. But based on the integrity of, of the video we, we just heard... Why don't mm. why don't you say and, on, and, and if you say Labor are going to support the bill and it's not going to matter anyway, why not just if secretly they want this bill to go through, why not vote against the bill because Labor's going to get it through anyway and at least save face. Why not save face and say, well, we don't support this bill because secretly we know that Labor may support the bill. Now we don't know that's going to happen because we don't know what Labor's going to do. But David Shubert has already said on his page we're going to oppose this. So obviously their vote's going to come into it. Of course, but also Jason, we don't know in what it's only our opinion, but in what position of leverage that shooters, fishers, and farmers mm. are in. So we don't mm. know what position of leverage yep. they're in. The bill hasn't been. Um, if the government ne- wanted it, it would already be in this bill to repeal the ammo bill. Obviously, the government doesn't want that. This is what they want. This yeah, is what's going yeah. to course, go through. Of course, so, obviously, so just, just you but, simply but, just vote against it. But it's early days, okay? They haven't negotiated anything yet, so... Uh, this would have already been negotiated by cl- behind closed doors, mate. Yeah. From office to yeah, of office, course, of course. it would have already been done by now. But it still requires votes to get passed. Now, I, I can't see why Labor... I just can't see why Labor wouldn't vote for this bill. I, I, I haven't, still haven't... I know, but if I was SFP a reason and why I wanted wouldn't. to play the game, I would just say, well, okay, Libs and Labor are going to support this. We, we, we're happy for this to go through based on the address, the, the few of the pros we discussed. We're happy to get that through. We're going to oppose it because our vote's not going to matter anyway. Yeah, look, do you know what I mean? Know. So that, that's what I'm just I'm thinking from a common sense point of view. But I've emailed a bunch of times, can't get a straight answer. So why can't I get a straight answer when they're going to vote for the bill? I, I guess the only leverage that SFP might have in this situation, I'm just just guessing here, is that they might go to the government. Listen, you you send this bill through as it is. You can forget forget about our vote any any time in the future. But then, you know, then why, can, why come out with this? Why come out with this media statement? That makes no Cru- sense. That's true. It makes that's, no, makes sense, no at all. sense at all. So this is why I'm, try- I'm mm. having trouble working yeah. it out. Am I built to be repealed? Where there's nothing here yeah. to saying that, that it will be repealed. So maybe SFP are, going, are, are banking on using whatever leverage they have to include a full repeal of the AMO Sorry, bill. So I reckon this is going through as it is. I don't know. Guaranteed. I don't know. Mm. That's if that's going. I don't I know think, if that's going to be the case. Either way, item A on the list is massive. Because I, I think maybe we may it will be in the corner here that where we have no option other than to have shotguns as category B because um, the only other option is that if if the government required the green support for this bill the greens might make an amendment to number A saying that to ban uh, lever action uh, shotguns altogether and put them in category D altogether so that might be the so green we're being blackmailed by the government oh, <laughs> I don't know. surely not. We I don't know. Listen, I, I, I'm not holding out hope of anything fantastic from this bill. Let me put it to you yeah. that way. Okay, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. So just to clarify again, you based on what you're seeing and the benefits. What what does does the benefits far outweigh the problems or yeah, not? I, I've I've supported the SFP for a long time, and I've always said I do not envy their job because they simply don't get enough votes from shooters to do enough, and yet you've got all these people cl- clamouring for miracles. Um, however they've decided to run with this is, is up to them. Uh, for me, this bill gets a zero. It's a fail. It's, it's, there is nothing good in Even this. based on the alleged positives. Even those things. Look, I've said it before. How many crimes have been committed because of ammo addresses being stored in gun shops? 
I'm not aware of anybody who's lost their guns because their address was recorded. So, yes, it's bad. I don't like yeah, the but, ammo bill. But there's no statistics to show oh, that. I'm, I'm pretty sure if, there, if, somebody, if some LAFO had, lost, had been broken into because of their address, we'd know about it. But isn't that what people but, are? Isn't that what people are always complaining okay. about? Though, because that they've had an inspection and two weeks later they've been broken into. But that's not on the you table. Know? What's on the table mm. is the ammo I bill. Know, I know. And this does not repeal the ammo bill. Okay. And it takes away further rights with only giving an address as a concession. It's too high a price to okay. pay. Okay. Answer me another question for you for guys. For losing lever shotguns. If the I mean the ammo bill was thrusted on us based on you know the well, Barry O'Farrell's. We're pay not on. losing lever shotguns. We've got to. Make that yeah, clear. But, not okay. yet anyway. Well, like, we are losing on. five plus lever shotguns, and we are five setting plus, yeah, and we are plus. setting a precedent yeah. for the future reclassification of correct. all yeah. firearms yeah, correct. in stages as the is internet. their stated plan. I saw that on the internet. People going, "Oh yeah, well, you know, we still get access to them." So, oh well, you know, yeah, that's not not really a loss. They were saying. I saw some of the yeah, comments. I mean, the, they were that, saying it on my thing, page. That, that's the thing. I think seventy percent of people out there are going to shrug their shoulders. And say, let oh, let well, me let me see this. Okay, how many you can count on? You can't count on two hands. How many videos on Facebook there are criticizing the reclassification of the Adler by proving that a side by side coach gun is faster at firing 10 rounds than the Adler is? Yeah? yeah Rick, Rick, Ricky Muir did one. Aussie Reviews did one. Spudings of Australia did one. That's just three off the top of my head that I know about, right? They let this go ahead. Those videos are going to be out on the media saying, look how dangerous side by side shotguns are. The Adler's gone to category D. These lethal two ammunitions at a time can fire <laughs> 10 shots even faster. They've got to go to category D as well. Okay. And it'll happen just like this if we don't stop it now. Okay, another question for you guys then. Just oh, how do we stop it? That's the question. Hang on. Mike, doing what David – mark this di- this time in your diary. This is the one time this show will agree with David Shoebridge. Get in touch with your local member <laughs> and tell him not to support say that. <laughs> no, you can quote me. I'll stop clockers right twice a day. Just kill this bill. Okay, question for you guys then. The whole ammo bill was on the chopping block. Would you then agree to this bill? No. I- I'd still say no. 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 Oh, yeah. It's too look, high it's, a price to pay you know for what? no tangible you know bill. Listen, the ammo bill is a look, shit. It's a, it's a big not, stinking look, pile not, of shit. Look, we know that. Look, I'm, we're not in their shoes in Parliament. We don't know how much leverage they have. Well, think about have. it. Would you get well, rid of the ammo know, bill look, to reclassify we leverage and We don't know how much leverage they have. No, right? that's we a d- hypothetical question. Okay, it's a hypothetical question. I come to you, Mario. I'm in Parliament. Mario, it's difficult Justin, to answer that. I'm Niall Blair. Listen, guys, I want to work with you on this. We're going to repeal the ammo bill. We want you to support lever, lever action reclassification. Yes or no? There's traffic outside. Go walk in it. <laughs> so your answer is <laughs> That's what no. I'd say. Go jump. <laughs> okay. yep. Anything that reclassifies lever action shotguns with over five rounds a is st- a precedent for removal of all firearms with the same media scare. It is not on the table. It's got to go off the table. Listen, I, I, I agree. I don't think, even though I hate these bastards having my details, and I hate it, and I think it's a complete dud. This is the problem. We never had that before 2012. This was payback for national parks. So what... What are we really gaining before 2012? If we, if we get back to status quo before the ammo bill, have we really won anything considering nah. – you know, have we really won anything? Nah, because a, it, we, didn't, we didn't have the ammo bill in 2012, so we've just traded off something we never should have had in the first place. Mm. Vir- virtually everything here, with the exception of a few minor things, is a step backward. Yeah. yeah. Virtually everything. It's a stinking pile of crap. With a minty on top yeah. to, to to make us get into your local members, guys. Do what you got to do. We're going to we'll, we'll be watching this very closely over the next week. I'm even going to try and check out the uh, online TV where you can actually watch the debates in regards to this issue. Specifically, gonna... specifically, Jason, to your local member, do not vote for uh, Section A 
of the firearms yeah. and weapons legislation amendment bill. Yeah, but we, we so call your local member and say, listen, do not vote for this bill because Section A, you don't agree with whatsoever. Hmm. And hmm. Uh, th- that is the big one. The big one's right there. So Demand evidence-based legislation because this yeah. is an evidence-free piece of crap. And it just goes to show, doesn't it, from the second reading. I've read through that four pages from Niall Blair. Like um, the, the nationals are a disgrace, absolute disgrace. Not representing firearms owners, obviously they think it's a win for it to go from one to three, you know, category D shotguns. Yeah, okay, it's a win, but is it enough to sell your rights of lever actions down the, down the river? I just, I, just, I've, I've I can't heard, see it. I've heard this. This may be a little bit um, of a okay trigger warning. Okay, let's just say you've got a uh, a, a woman in a room, and there's uh, two men there. And the, the options put to the woman, um, you, you're going to be raped by either one of these guys. So you choose which one. Okay, and then after it happens and she feels terrible, you say, "Well, you chose." You, you see the ridiculousness yeah, yeah, of it all. Okay, I you cho- the, this is not a decision. We don't want any of this. If the 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 whole trading away of our rights based on a media scare campaign is just. Shockingly wrong. It is so but offensive. If, but if to they said, any free society, if they said, as I said before, I can't remember you, what you said. If they said, uh, "Cat, you know, semi-automatic shotguns and pump shotguns to Cat B," but we've got to re- reclassify yeah, them but, all to Cat B, would Jason, you guys agree Jason, to that? Sorry, they're never going to do that. Jason, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's hypothetical. It's hypothetical. That's never going to happen. We should just stick to the facts. Yeah, the facts yeah. are: the Shooters Fish Farmers Party are crowing about ammo bill is going to be repealed. It's not. This is not what the bill says. We're nowhere near it, um, and there's a lot of nasty things in this bill. So I'll be posting up a template letter that you can refer to and use and, to come and in and touch with your local member. And if they do decide to vote for it, what do you guys think? No oh, good? Well, what can we do? It's, it's out of our hands. I yeah. mean, all we can do is... Run against them. All we can donate do Donate to the Liberal Democrats, One Nation. Well, all, Run no, opposition well, parties against them. All we can do them. is ring up the Shooters and Fishers and Farmers Party and say, look, if Amendment A stays, that's a bad thing. Don't vote for it. Mm. Yep. I mean, I know, I, know, I know they'll put amendments through to obviously stop it, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to what the vote is. You well, know, if, 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 if the amendment stays, if the amendment is fails to amend that out of the out of the bill, and then it fails, and the amendment stays in there, and you still vote for it, regardless of whether you put the amendment up or not, that's going to be shit. Yep. I can't see why Labor would vote against this. I just can't. This, but this is, as I said before, this is my opinion. Mm. I think this I is think why we're not li- getting a straight liberals, answer. Because I, think I, think Labor, liberals, uh, I think the Liberals are going to get nah, support from Labor. I from don't this. think so. Well, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find a reason why they wouldn't. Well, then why, well, then why not answer our question and say, hey, guys, Liberal and Labor are going to vote for the bill. We have no choice. Um, we're going to vote against the bill. How hard is that? Yeah, true. But we're not getting makes that. Sense. So we're why are we that. not getting that? The well, obvious part to know. me is the Greens know. are going to vote against the bill. Labor's going to vote against the bill. My opinion, personally, again, because they're in opposition, they've got to vote against something, and they're going to need the vote of the Christian Democrats. Obviously, they're not going to get Mark Pearson from Animal Justice Party's uh, uh, you know, vote on that. So it's Christian Democrats, SFP, and Liberals. I can't see why they wouldn't get Animal Justice Party vote on this. No. What, why wouldn't they? Give me one solid reason. Well, because well, they, they category D firearms for one. I, I saw an email. And I, I, we'll do it on the next show, guys. There was a, a quick media release from David Shoebridge specifically mentioning the Category Ds. And these guys say, we support farmers, not bullshit. He put in the, in the media release on an A4 piece of paper, which someone put on the internet on Facebook, specifically about the Category D and upping Category D and lethal weapons into the hands of the general public. So I'll get that, and um, you guys can have a look at it. And So they're definitely right. against the bill. Not, they'll put amendments forward, as will the SFP. Mm. But I reckon this is the bill. This is probably how it's going to go through, give or take. Um, 
Any, obviously. Th- but this is the big fight. This is the big fight, Justin, um, that we're up against. Uh, now, remember, firearm laws are, are passed at the state level. So all those, uh, all that media, negative media, and the hoo-ha that you heard in uh, federal parliament regarding the Adler uh, seven shot, this is all now happening at the state level. So it's up to us guys to ring your local member and tell them do not yeah. vote for this bill. That you are not happy with this bill. You're not happy with the recategorization mm. of lever action shotguns. You're not happy about a lot of the th- aspects of this bill, and that you definitely want the ammo bill repealed, but you certainly are not supporting the. Recategorization mm. of the no. lever yep. action shotguns. Get your clubs involved. It's just too big. Get as it's many too big people as you massive. can. It's with, a massive. With minor payoffs of an address, not worth it. No. Not worth it. Anyway, all right, guys, we're, in a minute, we're going to go on to our One Nation. We've got one more article, a couple more articles to talk about, which you might find interesting. Uh, obviously, you guys know about uh, Michael Diamond, one of our elite uh, shooters. Obviously, he won in, I think, 1996 in the 2000 Olympics gold medals in trap shooting. Now, he has lost his license mm, for 10 years. Spectacular fall from grace. Yeah, which is, you know, disappointing. Uh, apparently, he was drunk uh, under the influence, uh, shotgun, I'm not sure where in the vehicle, somewhere in the vehicle, loose ammunition. Uh, obviously, I think 10 years possibly is a little bit harsh, but obviously that's a mandatory minimum mm. requirement based under the Act. Uh, you know, if you lose your license for a certain reason, it's an automatic 10-year exclusion. Same for you know apprehended violence orders, etc., which I think are a disgrace as well. Um, proven or not proven, um, if you get an AVO against you, there goes your license for ten years. So you need to vehemently fight those uh, you know charges or charges or accusations if they come up. That's why I always tell guys if you have an issue with a partner, don't say anything silly on emails, messages, phone messages, text messages. Stick to communication via email or through a third party to avoid this issue of an AVO because that often gets recommended by lawyers. All right, guys, what do you guys think about this particular issue? Uh, I know I've got a few comments. Oh, we'll go through a few comments first, guys. I think we will yeah, on Facebook. Look. Okay, from Gus, he goes, oh, well, the cockhead should have followed the law just because he's got a bit of fame, not immune from the law. Henry Haylock, this, he was not very upset, quite upset. Thanks a lot, F-wit. What an effing tool bag. Uh, we then go on to Murray. Uh, why should he get special treatment? Because he's Olympian. He knows the laws the same as any other firearm owner. From Rodney, typical over-entitled sporting figure who think they're above the law. We see if it was drunken footballers and cricket figures, he gets what he deserves. There was probably, honestly, from my look on Facebook, it was mm. about 80% against, maybe even yeah. 85 or I found it very difficult uh, to get one. The guy said, obviously, the guy has mental health issues, which is not something to joke about. Pull your head in, guys. Uh, being sick doesn't make you a wanker. So I guess he's in support of Michael Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope you see him back on the winner's pedestal or podium in 10 years. True champion. Uh, unfortunately, has to pay the price for his own actions. Now, obviously, this isn't the first time that you know, he's, he's had a brush with uh, you know, the law. Mm. There's been issues in the past, uh, you know, which most people quite know about. So, I mean, I'm not shocked this has happened, but it's just disappointing that... And someone did write to me, and I haven't got it here, guys, but I'll give you the presumption of what he wrote in the email, that... You know, some of our sporting heroes, a lot, even even the the new. This is specifically mentioned. Was it Catherine Skinner, the new girl mm-hmm. that won gold in the Olympics? That a lot of our Olympic shooters never really come out, or haven't at all really ever come out in support of firearms owners. Really, as in no, to to, to be you know, against further restrictions, to say how bad gun laws are when given the opportunity in the media. 
And that was the provision not, of his not, email. Not, not to a great extent. Not, anyway. yeah, I've never heard I'm, any of them, I'm, really. I'm, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to get the details on this. I'm very confident that there's mm. a clause in their contract that when they sign up to be on the team, that prevents them from making any political statements oh, wow, about that. Okay. And it's, again, we'll it's just another at this stage, guys. We don't oh, know that for yeah, sure. Let me know. But it wouldn't surprise me if the bureaucrats in Canberra have put something through the Sporting Committee legislation yeah. that says wow, any yeah. shooter right. who's on the team must not comment about anything at any time, la-da-da-da-da. Wouldn't surprise me. I think that's did, on the money, mate. I did think about that, and I thought, you're actually right. None of none of them have – I've never heard anything. There was an ad from Beretta with Catherine Skinner yeah. right after the thing. I think in Melbourne there was a couple of billboards, billboards up yeah. with, with I'm a Shooter, join me. Yeah. Um, but that was but that's sponsored. not saying John Howard sucks and these gun laws are no, bad. No, that, and, that, and that was her sponsor using her image like they're entitled to with the sponsorship course, agreement. Yeah, it wasn't an individual statement to say, I'm perfectly safe with a firearm. Anyone with a license is perfectly safe. You need to put your resources into focusing but on criminals. I thought it was a valid question, you know, because yeah. I've never heard. I mean, who else? We got Michael Diamond. We had obviously formerly Russell yeah. Mark. I've never really heard much from him. There's on the a whole either. crew Catherine of junior Skinner. shooters. We had uh, what's his name? Vella is it Adam Vella. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what's happened to him recently, but yeah. um, there's the biathlete. I've forgotten her name. I apologise. But now. then, but then there's also, I mean, after Olympics, what happens when they're just a normal private citizen? Uh, yeah, probably he, bound, bound by the same restrictions. Are yeah. they really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I'd, if you're interested to see, I'm not sure if they're self-funded or they're funded by you know what's it, shooting, shooting Australia, Australia or whatever. So, or, you know, whichever. Look, I'm, I'm happy that we've got uh, shooting as Olympic mm. sport. I'm happy that we're good at it. It's uh, it promotes the yeah. sport. But, yeah, but with some, but people but with to that be honest, sort that of indivi- shooters as individuals, the, the individual competitors mm. of you know, like I said, yeah. But if if apathy starts at the top, how are you supposed to get shooters if apathy starts at the top? Of course, I mean that's the whole idea. They've got an image. Wouldn't you be out there saying, guys, get involved, write to your local yeah. members? We've never seen that. I'd be no, interested right. to know. So if you're in that industry, yeah, if, if you're, you're in, in that let us know. social circles, let, let us know what the restrictions are. Yeah, um, true. We're just going to have a look too, see if we can find um, any more. Let's have a look. Uh, just, this just Well, this is a pro one for Michael Diamond. Just highlights some ridiculous how laws are. His Olympic champion has been shooting since about eight. There's no uh, way on earth that firearm was ever unsafe regardless of the law. Um, from Warwick, he was a Gronk way back in 96. No support for any anyone but himself. Used used to be a douche, I guess, serves himself right. So obviously a bit of a mixture there, guys, from people mm-hmm. that um, you know had mixed feelings on there. I mean, do you think being Olympic champion gives you immunity from No, the, no, the abs- absolutely not. I mean, look, first of all, you've got firearms in a country like Australia. I mean, last thing you should be doing is being intoxicated. This is, why, this is what I say to guys. I've told this to a lot of people before. That's why from now on, like I've made the decision myself to put trigger locks on all my guns when I'm traveling around. Ammo in a separate box. It's not, it's not for me to be able to. It's because we don't know what the police are going to do. You might get a young buck that pulls you over, wants to make a name for himself. At least if I go to court, because I reckon that I reckon they probably would have had half a case if the ammunition wasn't separate, uh, was in like a locked case. At least it would have given the lawyer something to work with and say, okay, being drunk is a separate issue. That's a road issue. The ammunition was locked up. The gun, even if someone got access to it, the ammunition was locked up. Anyway, I guess guys, it is what it is, and I guess we can't do much about it. I mean, I think I think he's in his forties, in his mid forties, maybe somewhere around there, mid forties. Yeah. So that'll take him out to fifty five. So I doubt. I doubt he'll be back. That's pretty much the end of his career, I'd say, which is which is quite sad because you know he's an Olympic champion that won gold for us. And um, any other final thoughts on that one, guys? Shooting right? is one of the few sports that has a very long career. If you do the right thing and continue yeah. to train, there are very old people who are 
um, sh- shooting uh, at yeah. very high levels compared that to gymnastics or swimming where he you might go overseas. Oh, wouldn't blame he him. might go overseas. I know he well, spent some time in Cyprus, I think. I'm not sure if I'm correct. So yeah. Good on him. All right, well, anyway, let's move on. Good luck. Oh, well. uh, as you know, we support Shooters Union. They're a good uh, organisation here in Australia. A lot of people joined up. And they interviewed, uh, did a live feed, guys, with um, uh, Steve Dixon, member for Butterham. He's the One Nation leader in Queensland. He's the only One Nation person in Queensland because he's an LNP convert now. Uh, you said some very, very interesting things and um, some very, very concerning things. And uh, we thought we'd go through a bit of the One Nation stuff, play a bit of what he said. He has a 21-point plan, which he keeps banging on about, which is it's okay. It's, it's, some parts of it are okay. Uh, some parts of it talk about you know, support for the NFA. Um, but the, the first question he answered, guys, was about self-defense. I want you to listen to what he had to say. We'll come back and then we'll discuss it. Graham, it's very straightforward. We're, we're not going to introduce a policy saying you can pull a, gun, pull a gun out of home, but the reality is, under law, under existing law at the moment, you can use the force required to save your life. And if that just happens to be that you need to use a gun, so be it. You know, if somebody comes into your house and they're waving a gun around shooting it, you go get your gun and shoot them because you are allowed to use force to resist somebody killing you, killing your family, or doing stupid things. And hate to say it, people, but we are seeing this happening in this country today. You know, you go to Sydney, you go to Melbourne, there are people coming in carjacking your car from your house with baseball bats saying, if you don't give me your car, we're going to kill you. I mean, that's pretty lethal sort of force, and you have to be able to protect yourself. You have to be able to protect your family. If you use lethal force to repel against lethal force, you're not going to go to jail. This is the thing that I think a lot of, we find a lot of people don't understand that whilst uh, and we don't like it, but currently uh, we shooters union don't like it, but uh, currently you cannot legally obtain a firearm for the specific purpose of self-defence. However, self-defence laws in every state of this country, as as Steve just said, uh, clearly allow, and just about every jurisdiction in the world, clearly allow the basic human right to defend yourself to the need to the level needed uh, to to eliminate that. Um, Could I extend the question because I know this is that David Brown in the background. Yeah, I'm in the background here, folks. Uh, people were going to ask though, how do you exercise? And you do have the right. How do you exercise that right when you have such stringent storage requirements? In other words, ammo separated, etc. You really are faced with a. Oh, hang on a minute, Mr. Criminal. I need five minutes to go find my keys. It is a very valid point that you put forward, but hopefully people aren't going to come into your house with a weapon. You know, that's what we all hope and pray for. We have great police force in this state and in this country. They do the best they can to look after us. The point you're making is very straightforward, and the beauty of the One Nation policy, and it's very, very clear in here, it's a 21-point plan. We are setting up a committee that are going to represent all of the shooting bodies in Queensland. The Queensland Police Union will also involve and also Queensland representatives and I'll probably repeat this a couple of times through the night. We want to continue to progress this legislation. We want to make sure that people out there that are interested, who really want to make a significant difference, get involved in the process. We've come up with the ideas that we believe have met what I call a middle ground. We've probably upset people on the far right, probably upset people on the far left. We've delivered a policy that I think has landed pretty well square in the middle. But if you want to progress and make better legislation and better opportunities for all the shooters in this state, get involved because we're here to make a difference 
and pulling the power back into your hands is what we're all about. All right, guys, what do you think about that? You just heard uh, Steve Dixon, the One Nation leader in Queensland, saying, well, yeah, we, we support self-defence, but, you know, you yeah. can shoot someone with a gun, but, yeah, we're not going to advocate for there's, that policy. There's two, two issues that I've got here. First of all, he's got no idea about what's involved in keeping firearms at home because if someone breaks into your house waving a firearm around, you just can't open your safe, get your separate locked ammunition. It's designed that way, so you can't do it. And even then, if you did shoot the guy, the police would charge you with premeditation because you had to think about getting and loading your firearm. So it's designed to prevent firearms being used in self-defence. The whole point of the law is to prevent firearms being used in self-defence. Correct. Secondly, on this very show, Don Brook has been on. He was charged by the New South Wales police for using a pocket knife, a Swiss Army knife, to stab a home invader. And even though the guy didn't die on the spot, he died later on, the police arrested him and charged him with murder. Are you kidding me? There's no way the police are going to not charge you with shooting someone with a firearm if they did that to a guy who used a pocket knife that he had on him. At least you're allowed to carry a pocket knife on you in the house. You can't do that with a firearm. What do you reckon, Muzz? Weak. Um, in relation to Steve Dixon, weak, weak. Pathetic, really. It's always going to be problematic when you're accepting converts from one party to another. Why? Because these people bring the ideology and the old ideas mm. with them. Okay? And what he said, Jason, and we're going to go through a couple of points here, the stuff that he said. What he said essentially throughout this whole Shooters Union interview, which I'm extremely disappointed on because I don't think Shooters Union pulled him up enough mm. on a lot of points. Mm. What he basically said was, is the gun laws are fine. That's it, in a nutshell. In a nutshell, that's what But they've he said. got a 21-point plan, he kept saying. Oh, it's a 21 we point want to plan. set up a committee. And oh. he, goes, he even said, he goes, you're probably going to get sick of me saying that. And I thought, I'm sick of it after about three <laughs> minutes in. I remember when Muzz called me, he goes, have you heard this? And I said, no, I haven't listened to it yet. And he goes, well, you want to? He goes, I got 10 minutes in. I had to turn it off because I just he, he started to get upset and enraged. <laughs> right? I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I thought, yeah. I thought, what the hell is this garbage? If there's one guaranteed way to prevent anything from happening, get a committee to do it. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. but Jason, um, there was a lot of points that he raised and a lot of them are quite concerning, mm. really concerning because it shows that this so-called uh, pro-gun one, you know, LNP convert to one nation um, has, hasn't changed uh, his position on firearms whatsoever. Mm. There's no change whatsoever from the status quo. Oh, yeah, we support your right to defend yourself, but we're not going to change the legislation. Like yeah, you can shoot people, but yeah, you know, yeah. we, oh, we support all this, but we're, we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're not interested in changing the laws. But yeah, right. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> Next. All right, here we <laughs> go. Yeah, exactly. Um, here we go. All right, here's a question, guys, about where he says a soundbite in regards to the return of semi-autos. So here's what Steve Dixon had to say in this aspect. Here's one from Henry Lever. If one nation were to form government or at least become a significant presence in the next government of Queensland, how long would we have to wait for changes on firearms laws? Are you ready to give some sort of a time frame or commitment? Secondly, will One Nation support the requalified uh, return of some sort of semi-automatic long arms with appropriate licensing and controls? Well, Graham, we, we have got our legislation in place. And if you want to look at that policy, please look at www.onenation.com.au. It's got our 21-point plan in there. Absolutely, we want to make sure that we're giving everybody a fair crack out there. As far as automatic weapons, that is never happening. As far as semi-automatic weapons are concerned, they are for rural landholders. 
and if the need be as far as competition in the future of some kind where that can be utilised, that's the sort of stuff we've got to look at. But again, I take you back to the committee that we want to establish and you're going to get sick of me saying this tonight that this will happen in our first year of government. The changes will be there, they will be made happen and we will deliver on those outcomes. All right, guys, you just heard from uh, Steve Dixon in regards to the return of semi-autos. Thoughts? Weak. (laughs) Sorry, Murray, I'm going to quote you. (laughs) I'm licensed law-abiding firearms owner. I want one. Why can't I have one? Oh, I'm not a sports shooter. I'm not a primary producer. Why is a New Zealand citizen more trustworthy than I am? Yeah. It's, it's wrong. Or someone the from is, Canada or someone from uh, Eastern or Western Europe. Yeah. Yeah. It comes back to this whole need argument, doesn't it? Get really like somehow, you know, if you need from pest control, that's a suitable reason, but for competition, not. Like he did say we'd look at it. He bangs on again about this 21 point yeah. plan, about this, uh, you know, committee he wants to set up. Like it should be just basic common sense. Basic common sense. Mate, isn't look, it? look, if you're a conspiracy theorist, right, you would, you would bet that this guy has been told by the LNP, listen, defect to one nation, make sure no gun laws get Sell passed. Sell them out, yeah. <laughs> you know, It'd be funny if that happened. You, you, you'd bet that he, you know, that he would do, that this is the sort of thing that would be happening. And it's just a theory, okay? It's not a fact. So, um, you know, this is the sort of thing, it's, it's, it's nightmares. It's, made of, it's nightmare stuff for uh, shooters. And the, the fact that one nation could hold the balance of power in Queensland and it's going to mean no changes to gun laws whatsoever, it's just an absolute nightmare. At the it's moment, good. it seems like Nationals 2.0 again. Mm. Like, like what, why would you, what are they offering uh, as opposed from, say, SFP, oh. Cater and LDP? And what I, love the, I love, the way says, love the way it says automatic weapons, no way. Semi-automatics, only for rural landholders. Okay, so well, what are you saying? Status quo. That's mm. what you're saying, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go on to the next and one. And we're going to have committees and yeah. all these things. Jesus. A lot of committees, a lot of committees. All right, guys, here's one where he actually talks about suppressors. You might find this one very interesting. Here's what Steve Dixon had to say. Here's one from Marty Richter. Uh, fairly happy with the release policy from One Nation, but would like to, to know if 22 rimfires are considered high-powered and would we be able to get some access back to those in semi-automatics? I, I, I think there may be a need for this in the future. I don't see a, a 22 as a high-powered weapon, to be brutally honest. I think we've got to be logical, we've got to be sensible, but... There are different uses for different weapons. You know, hypothetically, you're out in the country, you know, you're eradicating feral cats, you know, close range sort of stuff. Yeah, semi-automatic 22 would probably be the right weapon to use. And I'll touch on something that will be controversial and will probably get asked a bit later on as far as suppressors are concerned. No, I'm not going to see them in everyday use. Sorry about jumping ahead of the game, but in that particular area, I think, again, back to the committee, we should be looking at utilising suppressors for hunting of feral cats because... Once you put a shot away, they're all gone. So, you know, I want to see the the eradication of feral cats. I prefer to see them all gone. You probably extend that to the range. I mean, you you and I and others spend a lot of time on a range, and we don't want to go deaf. Well, there there is a bit of an issue with that as far as the competition is concerned. Putting a dampener on the end of my my CZ Orange, it you know it fits outside of the box then and it doesn't fulfil the requirements. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think for people to have dampeners or suppressors, I don't think it's for everyday use, to be brutally honest. And I think I'm willing to listen to an argument, and I think that's what we have to do. If there is a convincing argument, but I can see that argument very straightforward as far as eradicating feral pests are concerned, because we need to get rid of them. And once you fire a shot and it goes bang, everything's gone. 
All right, guys, he just heard him about, starts off about semi-autos, but he actually goes on to about suppressors. <laughs> oh, this is disgraceful, in my opinion, absolutely disgraceful. As Mario said, I've got a third that week, week, week. Week, pathetic. You know, I don't want to see suppressors for everyday oh, no. use. Oh, I don't want to see. Yeah. I want to hear an argument. I'm happy to hear an argument, but... <laughs> This is embarrassing, isn't it? This guy, well, and this guy wants your vote. We'll hear from him. We'll hear the sales pitch at the end of this uh, sound bites we've got. You'll hear the sales pitch about him, you know, trying to get shooters to vote for them in Queensland. Listen, I he's know under, gonna... Jason. This guy is undermining what One Nation stood for originally back mm. in '96. Yeah, he's undermining it. Well, so and I great can, question him. And I can tell you right now, the best thing One Nation can do. Uh, I don't know where he stands on other policies, and I don't know what else he's offering to One Nation, but. Oh, the best thing one nation can do is to get rid of this guy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Get rid of him. Yeah, like he is going to undermine, I, I believe, a, a lot of other things. That that's just my belief. If he's undermining gun laws already, and it's basically saying that status quo is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, not not for everyday use because you know the general public. Geez, they're all a bunch of snipers. <laughs> we don't want. We don't want. <laughs> so them basically, what soldiers. he was saying, he doesn't want them for everyday use. So again, it comes back to like, I mean, listen, I support the farmers as much as the next guy. I support people with, but it seems to be again we're starting to get, and I've heard this before. From I, I, I'm over the farmer argument. I'm just sick of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely sick of it. Oh, but you're not a farmer, oh, really? Why? Why do I have to be a farmer? I'm a law-abiding person. I've done nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. I have rights in this country. I don't have to have 20,000 sheep and 10,000 cattle just to own something. It's just ridiculous. It's a nonsensical yeah. argument. And I'm sick of the argument about farmers. Yeah. I'm over it. And I've right? even, people that Every to single show. time I hear, well, you know, for farmers, blah, 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 blah. Look, everyone should be able to own this. If you're a law-abiding person, if you haven't committed crimes, and you meet the criteria, you have safe storage, you should be able to own it. Simple as that. You can in New Zealand, you can in Canada, Czech Republic, Switzerland. But I've heard that a lot on my show, guys, people that, Mm. one in particular, and (laughs) he ended up asking me a couple of weeks later how it was recepted, and I said, uh, yeah, not very good. And he got, why? He was a VPAC, and I said a lot of people on YouTube, oh, sorry, YouTube, Facebook, I should say, saying, well, you know, I'm a VPAC, I'm a pest controller, so I've got a genuine, I got this genuine reason or bullshit. Right, no. you got no, you know, you've got an ABN. We're turning. You've into got an ABN. A, yeah. That's it. You're getting paid. Anybody can do this. I've done it. Anybody can do this. One of our friends uh, has a business doing it. You know, it's yeah. not. It's an ABN and two contracts. Let's be honest. I've, I've gotten it myself before. It's it's. If you've got the contracts and you're running a business, legitimized business, it's not that hard. You're not somehow a super sniper shooter. You know, and but then I've also got other other people that have got you know category D, such as you know Aussie Reviews for an example, where he supports fully, you know, people getting access to these types of firearms. He reckons the laws are ridiculous. Same as a lot of people out there, not only in Queensland but around the country. So we've got to get over this. Oh well, I've got a genuine reason. I'm special. You don't have a genuine reason though. And I see this all the time on Facebook. I'm like, dude, you're not like an elite sniper. You're running a business. Anybody can do it. Correct. They're anyway. playing the game, which is to divide us divide all into us, haves mate. versus have-nots so that the have-nots don't bother agitating when something is taken away from the haves. Mm. And the only way to stop all of this is for us to set that aside and unite together, swarm together. You don't have to give up your own individual likes or your own individual identity. You've just got to move in the same direction to say none of this is stopping the criminals importing firearms through our borders. None of it. Period. None, exactly. None of it's stopping the crime gangs from manufacturing their own guns. None of it is stopping from the crime gangs from importing all types of things that they want. I mean, 
there's no slowdown in drug possession. There's no slowdown in the amount of firearms that are being pulled off the streets, um, you know, from illegal possession. There's there's nothing. So any all, all of this is nonsense. Every single bit of this law is nonsensical. So we've got so many laws in this country that divide this country into, just like Justin said, okay, you've got to be a farmer to have this. Oh, You've got to be indigenous to have this. Oh, you've got to be a woman to have this. Oh, you've got to be transgender to have this. You've got to be, you know, all these different classes of people. I might try people. to be all of them and I'll get much more benefits than if I'm you know, all of the above. You've got to be all these different, we're a country of all these different classes of people where, you know, what, it's just nonsense. What, what were you saying a bit earlier? You brought up something a bit earlier about the policy in 1996. Was that what you brought up? You said well, something. I, I think that because Because we're going to go to that part about there's a question yeah, actually from not, a person right, okay. right, saying, uh, what's with this new plan? Why not stick with the 1996 mm-hmm. policy? Yeah, so yes. we'll listen to that now yeah. because the, you'll, okay. it actually backs yep. up what Maz, Maz, Maz was actually just referring to. So let's hear what he has to say, particularly on um, yeah, the question was in regards to going back to 1996 One Nation gun law policy. Uh, here's one from Julian Hopes. Why did One Nation go with their, this new firearms policy for Queensland uh, and not go back to their old policy that they had from years ago when they started? Well, it's very similar. Things have moved on since 1998. We're now in 2017. There are so many things that will be accepted in this world, and there'll be so many things that are not accepted in this world. We are not going back to what a lot of people will call the bad old days, but what we do is progressively and continually move forward. We know rural landholders are getting done over as far as Category H weapons are concerned. Should they have them? Absolutely. You know, they are a tool of the trade. You know, should we progress things so that people can compete the same as they do in other states for different sorts of shooting sports. Absolutely. We want to be progressive. We don't want to be regressive. It's about always moving forward, better ideas, better suggestions. And it takes me back again to that committee that we want to establish to empower the shooting industry, working in conjunction with the police union and the government to get the best legislation. But it will never stop because there will always be somebody coming up with a better idea, something that's more progressive, and you've always got to have ears and you've got to listen and change legislation as necessary as it has to be changed. All right. All right, guys. We Jesus just, Christ. I feel <laughs> sick. <laughs> you just heard that he wants to be progressive. We're not going back to the, the bad old days. We've moved on from those oh, days. There's certain but things we've got that to be society won't apparently. accept. Uh, I've, I've got a suggestion. The, and, you know, he said there's, there's certain things society won't accept in the world. Like as if, you know, everyone's got Australia's gun laws. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Look, international best practice, New Zealand abolished their firearms registry. They allow semi-auto for licensed uh, license shooters. Canada, the same. Czech Republic, Switzerland. The UK has restricted gun laws in some instances, but suppressors are almost required as, as a, a, a courtesy to your neighbours when you're shooting. So exactly. just to say Switzerland, Czech Republic, to, to have any thought that Germany. Australia's gun laws are world leading is just ig- blindly ignoring the evidence in front of you. Oh, and but, to bring, but we're progressive, mate. To bring Australia into line with international <laughs> best practice is the opposite of what he's doing. Going back to the One Nation's 96 policy would bring Australia more into line with international best practice than anything his committee could come up with now. Correct. I'm not saying I've got the best radio. Mars was correct. I got about eight minutes in. I thought, I just don't like this guy's voice. Anyway, just... Sounds condescending. It Mate, sounds... if you're a member of One Nation and you're using the word progressive, out. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Piss off. All right. Get the hell out of here. Who is this guy? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I know. Oh, we're progressive. We've moved on. Oh, not the bad old days. Social Get justice warrior. 
Yeah. He sounds like a well, yeah, exactly, social justice warrior. What was he going to say next? Oh, we're going to you know, we, we, we've got a transgender policy, and we unbelievable. Well, Justin brought up something very interesting too: abolishing of registration. He gets asked that question. Let's see what he had to Here say. We go. Here we go. One thing that, that is raised constantly, and it's a position of Shooters Union, has been for a long time, but it's also raised constantly by our members, and, and we've had a number of questions on it, is this. Canada, uh, recently, within the last two years, uh, after spending some $5 billion, uh, decided to abolish its long arms registry, not on handguns, but on common. The 90% of firearms out there that would be we would consider probably A and B type yep. firearms, they got, they've dumped the whole thing because they said it's inaccurate, it's ineffective. New Zealand did exactly that in the late 80s after having had it for 40 years. They got rid of the registry because they said it doesn't work because it's inaccurate and costs inordinate amounts of money that could be going to uh, effective law enforcement rather than that. And in both those countries, even with different governments since, there's never been a real move to bring them back because of when they took an analytical look, it didn't make sense. Now, here in Australia, since 1996, they've spent billions of dollars on them in various states. In Queensland alone, I think it's in the tens of millions a year. Uh, they're not necessarily very accurate. Do you have any thoughts on it, or would it go back to this committee? Graham, I've got lots of thoughts as far as firearm ownership is concerned. You know, I wish we were back in the days that I grew up in, but unfortunately, we're not. We're not. You know, we've, we've gone through certain incidents that have happened around the world. You've got those far lefties out there. They wish we didn't have guns. You know, and don't, 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 don't ever rest you on your laurels thinking that they're going to stop doing what they're doing. They do not want us to have guns. Full stop. That's it. We need to all recognise that because if we are not united, we are not sensible about how we move forward, they will get their way and that cannot be allowed to happen. I want my kids and my grandkids to grow up with the same rights and responsibilities that I had and we're going to just make it better. And that's why I continue to go back to this committee. This is our opportunity to continue to move forward. I mean, One Nation policy, I think it's a pretty good document. I think it's a great step in the right direction. You've got to ask yourself, What's Labor's policy? I can tell you what it is. They'll probably come along and give you a few bits of carrots and a bit of birdseed trying to make it I think it's pretty good. clear what their policy is. They, they, <laughs> they've signed off on the National Firearms Agreement, the new one, which we can take through what it's... Well, I, I, I think it's a bit worse than that. They will probably give you a bit of birdseed leading into the next yeah. election, trying to make you feel good about yourself and let you know, oh, geez, we, we can be nice people, but just wait for the trap because the cage is going to come down once you've eaten that bit of birdseed and you're going to have no guts. I can tell you they are, that's their mantra. They don't want people to own guns in this state. We do. Some of the other parties do in Queensland, but I can tell you now One Nation is leading the way. I think the catters are pretty close to us. And the other two parties, I can't see the difference between the two of them. I can't even see daylight. All right, guys, you just heard him there talking about um, uh, uh, the question was about registration. Uh, as you heard from that, I think it was about you know a minute, minute and a half. Uh, there was nothing about registration. Didn't whatsoever. mention the registry at all. He just told us how bad Labor is. They want oh. you to have your. Go- They're going to give you birdseed, just like you're giving me right now, <laughs> and want me to vote for One Nation. I've got, I've got no words. It's it's incredible. I've got I've got no words to describe yeah. the oh amount the, the nonsense nonsensical fluff mm. that, was that ex- he just that he just uh, provided there. It, 
you know, yeah. as, as some sort of sad excuse for an answer. If I was writing a, a textbook on politics, uh, you know, that's politics 101, how to not answer a question that you don't like. Oh. You just dance around and talk about how bad the other people are and then yeah. finish it up by saying, we're the only ones who are going to help you. Yeah. Maybe After I what? should... Maybe I should run for politics. I uh, seem to have all of the. It's unbelievable. Mate, Look, you, you too want us to run for politics. You won't be, you know. <laughs> all right, here's another one too, guys. I mean, can this, I just can I just say, Jason? Just right, worse. Jason. Look, this guy is dangerous. This guy is dangerous. He is a lot massive liability to one nation because shooters won't warm mm-hmm. to all that. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, uh, I don't think they will. Um, it's shocking to say the least. It's shocking. Really. So, it's really Nationals 2.0. Yeah. Is oh, it, absolutely. Do you, do, you, do you guys know much about history? Do you know where the term a fifth column comes from? Yes, yes. No. Okay. Um, a, a long time ago when armies still marched on foot, yeah. I think it was Napoleon said, I've got four columns heading towards this city that we're going to besiege. And a fifth column inside it already, yeah. ready en- to enemy, help. Enemy within. So it's the enemy gotcha. within who yeah. are going to help the enemy without to break in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mate, this guy, Insiders. in my opinion... A rat, you might say. A few rats. Rats. White oh, ant. White, white ant. Yeah, no. Well, this, <laughs> I've heard that on Facebook regularly. This guy worries me. I think he's dangerous, and I think One Nation would serve themselves well by kicking him out and replacing him with someone else because okay. there is nothing that I've heard from him that's remotely, substantially in, in the positive direction for shooters. It's all status quo. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. I'll, before we go to this next one, and, and then, then it's the, the, the sales pitch from them. He's a pistol shooter, right? Okay. Now, right, yeah. now I, he's got a license. As, and as, as, he as, for yeah, as we would agree, right? The over 38 caliber restrictions on, you know, sport target shooting for pistols is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So we would agree that, Getting rid of or making sure we can have access to things up to forty five would be reasonable for sports shooting, etc. Now, him being a pistol shooter, right? Before I go on, before you play, because I think you know the answer to this. So they ask him the question about having high, basically high cal firearms um, over thirty eight, over thirty eight, etc. For target shooting. Now, him being a pistol shooter, would you say he agree with it or disagree with it? Well, you would agree with it. <laughs> It's not a trick question. He does. He does agree with it, but this is my whole point. When it's not suited to someone, oh, well, oh, oh, Clay Tightwell, not really. Oh, suppressors, not really. Uh, self-defense, not really interested in it. Oh, over 40, over 38 for pistol shooters, and I'm a pistol shooter. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. That's bigotry when you're not right? worried about restrictions on-, on, on someone else's sport. Here we go. This is what he said about high cow handguns. We've got a couple of questions doubling up here, Steve. Um, <clears throat> extending on that, one of these questions that's uh, just coming now is, what about for larger calibers? Now, you and I shoot IPSC. I can see the faces smiling <laughs> already. You know the answer, or you know the rest of the questions. IPSC with, uh, is, uh, is uh, very action-oriented pistol shooting, for those of you who aren't aware, where they, they shoot on the move and they draw from holsters. It's, it's very exciting sport. It's very popular sport internationally, but it's restricted in many states in Australia as to calibers that can be used, making it, it virtually impossible for people from Queensland, say, to compete with some in Victoria or West Australia? It, it is a very simple answer. We should have unilateral legislation across the country, and I'm talking about progressive legislation, not regressive legislation. So I would love to see Queensland up there with the best legislation in this country where we have failings. And in this particular area, we have failings because we can only go up to a certain level. We've got to go bigger. Well, it's just so we can compete. I mean, think about it. 
a Queenslander wanting to compete on the world stage, he can't practice. Mag limits. Well, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. It all gets down to the safe use of firearms. But again, I go back to committee, smart people involved from every different firearms group in the state, with the police union, with the government, we will get the best legislation. But it's up to you to get involved. It's up to you. If you want to make a difference, get involved, become part of the solution. Otherwise, you're part of the problem. All right. You just heard from him again about some high-cal permits. Progressive again. Progressive. (laughs) The definition of a bigot is somebody who doesn't mind restrictions on other people so long as it doesn't affect them. Yeah. And that's what I just heard. 100%. It's just just unbelievable. unbelievable. All right, guys. Hang on. on, I've got one more. What an absolute shocker. Yeah, 38 caliber pistols, okay, for him. But for me, I can't have a semi-auto. But he said it's the same trustworthy person. The hypocrisy is making my skin crawl. Kick him out. He is a ex-liberal hypocrite, and he will be damaging the One Nation Party, especially among amongst the shooting vote. So what do, what get do you, rid of what him. Do you, what do you get guys think about police taking guns home, yes or no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. We trust them in so public I, with them. Uh, see, I'm a bit opposite. Eh? I think why? I disagree. Why? Well, well, why can't I? Why are we increasing the why increasing access to their firearms ownership, but not ours? Oh, yeah, well, I say we should be able to as well. Say, oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying okay. we shouldn't, but yeah, I'm saying... Okay. But, I'm but, saying but if, if they, we, you, know, you know that's not, they're not going to allow that to happen. Hang so on, Hang on, but what, you, what you're saying is nonsensical because um, if you want... if you <laughs> want, Yeah, it's right. If you want to no. be able to possess firearms at home, well, then you have to, first of all, at least allow, allow the law enforcement to do it. Yeah, but they're, right. not, they're not going to. So why should they get to do it if we can't do it? Well, you have to allow them first, at least oh, yeah, as oh, a no. step as a step forward. No, yeah, of course. What I do you disagree. think they're going to pass legislation tomorrow that allows us to carry our firearms? I'm not saying uh, you I'm know not. to have our firearms at home for self defence, but the police are not allowed. Yeah, they can have firearms at home for self defence, but that would be that would be legislation no, well, well, for current, everybody. So well, it currently they whether. don't. Currently they don't. Yeah, but that would be. And, and if you and if you wanted self def- firearms for self defence for yourself, wouldn't you think the first logical step would be to allow self defence firearms? No, for I police? would just change legislation to say any person, well, any person would be yeah, able to allow to defend themselves at home. I've not start off with yeah, them I've, first. Actually, no, 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 no. You, you're not understanding what I'm saying, right? Of course, I agree with you, right? Yeah, but. To say that, no, you know, you don't want them to have firearms at home for self-defence, well, that would be the first logical step, wouldn't it? No, I disagree. Because they're not as highly trained as our pistol shooters are. Yeah, we we saw that in the Hornsby shooting. They shot shot three old ladies. well, Well, I don't think that's an issue because they can be highly trained, right? How many, what percentage are highly trained? Well, I'm saying they can be, all right? So what I'm trying to say is is that government mm. could pass legislation stating, stating that they've got to go at least four or five times a year, whatever it is. It's not going to happen. Okay. Well, no. I'm just saying. I, see, I think it's not, it's not going to happen. I think if they're going to make legislation to, to people to, to self-defense, you just make it that anyone with you know, the required background would be able to defend themselves at home with a firearm. The, the, Why start with them first? Well, because they're, they're not going to start with us first, Jason. Yeah, but when I say them, it would be humans or adults as a whole, not you know, segregated yes, between I agree. police I, I and... Don't, look, I don't agree with segregation, but if it was choice between no one having guns or just the police having guns to take home to start with, I'd, I'd, I'd want them to be able to protect themselves. Why not? Well, yeah, so because, do I. Because but... at least you've got some, some uh, part of the community that's able to protect themselves. Uh, it just starts very authoritarian. 
I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, look, no, I it's like not it. ideal. It's I mean, not I, ideal. I, I had, like, my interesting discussion. My old roommate used to live mm. from New Zealand. They're vehemently opposed to police even carrying firearms. Mm. He goes, the New Zealand don't want it at all. The general public do not want police carrying firearms, even in their day-to-day duties. I have no problem with police carrying firearms. I want them to carry firearms, but I also want them to be well-trained. What we don't have... We saw the link. What we don't have... What we don't have... The Hornsby shooting, they shot three old ladies. Jason, let me finish. What we don't have is we don't have really well-trained police with firearms on the streets. We don't have it, okay? We've got police with firearms on the streets, and maybe some of them are well-trained, but not all of them. Let's face it. a very limited amount, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Well, that's right. Unless unless they're shooters outside of the police force, they're not well-trained at all. Look, I believe that the police should be able to carry firearms. I believe they should be able to carry pepper spray and whatever means they need to to apprehend violent people, criminals, whoever, right? To do their job, right? Okay? Uh, and I believe they need a lot more training than what they're getting now. Oh, that's, that's a, a given. Lot. That's a given. A lot. I believe all of us should be able to have our firearms for self-defense. And if, if you know... But do you think, honestly, allowing them first would lead it to us getting justice? What do I you don't think? think it's a question of first. I'm thinking, I it's, well, look, I think it's a question of if you're going to uh, pass a legislation that's a step towards better legislation in the future, well, then this is a step towards better legislation. This is all a moot point. While on the table in front of us is a bill that's about to be passed that's going to take five-plus levers away. Guys, of course, it's a, it's it a is. nice, it's a nice thought bubble I mean, to we're, have. We're, yeah, talk, we're talking about right. hypothetical yeah, he's stuff. Right. You know. He's right. All right, let's play. Up. Let's play the. This is the. This is the final one, guys, from the One Nation. Uh, Steve Dixon. Here's the basically the sales pitch on getting you to try to vote for One Nation at the upcoming election. If you look at our website again, as I said earlier, www.onenation.com.au, you can have a look at our 21-point plan. We are going to look after the shooters industry, be that supporters or be that rural landholders. We want to work with you so that we can have a bright future and make sure our kids and our grandkids can do what we've grown up doing. So very, very straightforward to you. You need to think about the future of our sport, the future of this industry, because if you get it wrong, it's going to affect all of us. And I'm going to do the best that I can do, but I'm calling on you out there in Queensland. Please make a difference. We need your help. We need it now. All right, there you go. That's the uh, sales pitch from, you know, we need your help. We need Very it now. progressive. Remember, if you get it wrong, if you get it wrong, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This is honestly, this is really sad because um, I think he's trying to dilute the One Nation vote. I this. wonder if Pauline or Malcolm Roberts have actually had a chat to this guy and said, "Listen, pull your head in. What are you doing?" I don't know. Yeah. It was a big win. Like it was a PR know. win when he defected to One Nation. That was a big win for the the PR of the party. Like yeah. to, to to snatch someone out of the LNP and have them come over to you. Yeah, that was a great thing. The best thing for the party to do now is kick him out and tell people why. It's yep. because his views, we, we liked him at the start, it was good, for, good to have him, but his views do not align with the party and our integrity is more important to us than whatever votes he brings. Correct. Correct. Yep. 100% agree. Now, speaking of Malcolm Roberts, um, I did speak to Malcolm Roberts uh, via Facebook, uh, Jason. Yep. Well, I mean, he replied to my comments and I said... One Nation firearms policy leaves a lot to be desired. Not good enough, Malcolm. That's what I said to him. And uh, his reply was, that's strange because shooter spokesman complimented us for it. I wonder, which, which ones, I wonder? I wonder who this shooter spokes, spokesman is. I don't, think I don't think they're talking to each other. That's my thing. There's, not a no. Commun- there's no communication, I think, between Malcolm Roberts. But then again, I know Sydney Branch, um, <clears throat> James because- Walsh met up and had a good two-hour meeting with uh, the One Nation delegates down yep. in Canberra. And he, from what he said, it was absolutely fantastic. And it, 
and I won't give the exact what we've heard, but you know it was very, very positive and very, very strong in regards to gun law. So I don't know where this this Dixon guy. Hopefully, he's not going to be the leader of Queensland when they take over and get if they do get a bunch of seats in Queensland. Hopefully, well, he's not the leader of. <laughs> I guess he's the leader now because he's the only one there. Wow, but but here's the thing, Jason, and many people will know this from your interview with um, Malcolm Roberts. Is Malcolm Roberts is very much pro individual freedom, uh, very yep. much against control, against uh, all this uh, stifling legislation, and what does this guy uh, Steve Dixon promote? He promotes control and stifling legislation, so it's completely against um, the ideology that Malcolm Roberts is aligned with. So he's saying that the spokesman complimented us for it. The sh- a shooter's spokesman. Who's this? Sh- Shooter spokesman, I don't know, but anyway, it's, it's not, uh, well, it's not Steve Dixon. It le- it leaves a lot to be desired, <laughs> in my opinion. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, that's uh, there's going to be some movement regarding this in the future. Because if there isn't, um, the shooters are going to be in a tough position. Who, who are you going to vote? Who are you going to vote for in Queensland? Yeah, exactly. You know, this is the thing. See, I think Pauline's doing a a great job in the media. She's got to, however, distance herself from the LNP. She's got to distance herself from the old, rusted-on LNP people. Uh, she's got to cr- present something completely different. Uh, but I and, guess if he's in there and, and he gets his seat, you can't, you can't get rid of him, really. So, Well, there you go. So I think it's bad. I think it's, she should, they should kick this guy out, get rid of him, change, you know, put someone else in there. Yeah. Do whatever you ha- have to. Pro- promote your own brand, not some ex-LNP uh, stooge. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we, we're going to finish up the show now. Um, as we discussed earlier, you know, write to your local members, as uh, Muzz and Justin said on the Firearms and Weapons Legislation Amendment Bill 2017. Currently, I think it'll be start being debated or, you know, amendments and stuff coming through this week in Parliament. So, hey, you got it there, guys. A, to recategorise lever-action shotguns from Category A to Category B into D. So some very serious stuff there affecting gun owners. This is the creep we've been talking about for a long time of changing these ridiculous, you know, A, B, C, D, H, G, whatever other, you know, category labels there are out there. L, G, D, B, Q, plus. Get everything. You know, it's just you need to start acting. All the people that listen to this show, there's no reason why you can't be writing to your local members, meeting them. Don't send emails. Send letter form. It's better. They've got to track it, put it on the system. Create a thorn in their side because that's ultimately what's going to make the difference. We might still lose, but at least we can go down fighting. Hopefully, eh, guys? I mean, you know, at least... Uh, Otherwise, you know, well, hopefully we won't go down, Jason. That's otherwise, New Zealand and America is looking pretty good right about well, now. Well, <laughs> hopefully, we, hopefully we won't go down. Aussies are not are not quitters. Are we quitters or are we no, fighters, guys? No, Which fighters. one are we? We're fighters, absolutely. You know, Five hundred thousand people didn't vote for a pro-gun party in the last federal election. Wake up, get yeah. active. Exactly, exactly. Wake up your friends. You don't have to be know. a Harvard scholar to write a letter to a, a minister. It's a simple two paragraphs. If even one paragraph, anything's better than nothing. I will not support you in future. Correct. End of story. And that's right. And also educate your friends about voting. Yeah. Okay, it's so important. Most people see voting as a chore. No, it's not a chore. It's an opportunity. Yeah, Voting is an opportunity. The reason we're in this mess right now is because too many people see voting as a chore and don't pay enough attention to it, and the system is rigged to take advantage of that. Mm. Correct. 500,000 people, like Jason says, we've got the numbers from the last federal election. 500,000 people. And that's mind you if you classify One Nation as probably as part of that as well. Yeah. You know it's what being I mean? generous. So, and it's being very generous. And if yeah. you take out the One Nation vote, it's, it's a very small amount. Out of the 1 million people 
that own guns in this country, 500,000 of them, did not vote for a pro-gun party or didn't put their preferences. So, guys, you've, we've got to get educated. We've got to uh, save our sport, our recreation, our culture, okay? Uh, voting is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to change the direction of the country, not a chore. So educate your mates, educate yourselves, write to your local members, uh, your, your local uh, state and federal members, and uh, just uh, be, be proactive, Anything else, guys? Finish off? Uh, anything to add? No excitement? No? <laughs> Everyone's just staring at me like a deer in I just, look, I, I, I was I'll waiting just, for it's Mario. Like a, it's like I, I was just coming. Can't get a, <laughs> I just can't get over this Steve Dixon stuff. <laughs> it's it's like incredible. Was, uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like he may as well just said, look, John Howard's a legend and we love him. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like when I was coming back from the last hunting trip and um, – I saw a couple of uh, ra- uh, roos jumping across the road, and they were sort of going diagonal across my road, across the road to the ten o'clock position. And then all of a sudden, the one behind the baby one just decided to turn and just run into the front of my ball. But that's how you guys were staring at me just then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like a deer in headlights. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. Yes, it is a long one. There was a lot to talk about. Next show, we're going to be talking a lot more about hunting. We're going to bring up some uh, extra topics like we did in the previous straight shooting podcast that people might be interested in. So it's not going to be all politics. It's just a lot at the moment trying to tie these two guys down to come over my house to um, you know, do the shows. Or you know, sometimes it can be difficult. So, but a lot going on there, guys, in politics. A lot of bills going through Parliament, a lot of issues. We're seeing what's happening in Queensland now. So, hope you enjoy the show. Without further ado, my name is Jason Selms. And I'm Mario Vlutka. I'm Justin Luke. See you guys next time. You're listening to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHB Digital Radio Network. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>